0: My name's ryan and i'll be your pilot i am joined alongside my co-pilot matt o'leary matt how you doing tonight
1: doing pretty good i wonder what we're gonna talk about there's uh it's very quiet right now there hasn't been any drama at all so it might be a tough go here
0: it may be a tough little go about it tonight i don't know if we're gonna have enough topics to talk about guys if you're just coming in make sure you hit that like button on the way in uh, we will have Ali and Green Bean with us here in just a little bit time, probably about halfway through the show or so uh, is when they're expected to come in. Greenbean, Bean, uh, well, Ali is down in Mobile, Alabama, so he's doing stuff with the Senior Bowl, so he'll be on. And then Green Bean is actually helping a little old lady with her RV. So he's, yes. he's doing some good deeds out there.
1: I wouldn't expect anything less from Green Bean, a, a true champion if there ever was one. Ah, just a great guy. He, like legitimately would give you the last shirt off
0: his last shirt he owned. If it was off his back.
1: 1,000%. 100%. Oh,
0: yes. 110%. Um, but we got some news we could talk about. We got, got a little bit of news we can get into. Um, let's jump into something that I think is is briefer, and then we'll, we'll go into some of the bigger stuff. Uh, so today, we officially get word that Tom Brady ends up retiring. Uh, and I guess we kind of had the, the preemptive, like, oh, man, he's retired, like, two days ago when Adam Schefter released that tweet. Uh, and then we got the, Oh wait, maybe he's coming back. Cause now he ticked off Adam Schefter. <laughs> so like, he's coming back for a revenge tour. Um, what were your thoughts on Brady retiring? How did, what did you think of his career as a whole? Did anything change from you, uh, for you from beginning of his career to the end of his career? Uh, how'd you, what'd you think of the goat?
1: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think you have to preface this with as, as much as he annoys the hell out of me because he's beaten the jets a billion times mm-hmm. He is the best that we've ever seen do it and more than likely i don't see anyone surpassing that um Mm -hmm. but i was surprised to see him retire after losing in the divisional round i thought for sure that he would want to go out with the super bowl ring and like it's not like he was bad this year he was towards Mm -hmm. the top in like every single category so talk about just going out on top um And I think the best part of it all was like pretty much no mention of the Patriots at all in his first (laughs) retirement announcement, which is kind of laugh out loud funny. Um, But yeah, just incredible player. uh, Killed the Jets a million times. So congrats on a great career. I am not going to miss you, though. I mean, right as you finish that
0: sentence, Belichick comes up on the screen and gets locked on target. Oh, I love it. Uh, Yeah, look, for me. I hated Tom Brady his entire career. I think he cheated through part of his career, but it's hard for me not to call him the GOAT after every single accolade he has, especially after the twenty-eight to three comeback against the the Falcons. I thought that was just absolutely bonkers. Um so the guy deserves everything that he got. Glad he was able to go out on his own terms as opposed to getting, you know, helped off the field or us seeing him like really, really deteriorate. I think as a Jet fan, I sort of wanted him to deteriorate a little bit and like kind of show that he's he's human um but i can appreciate the longevity of his career the success that he had um and i will say this i like him just a little bit more with him in tampa i think you got to see a little bit more of the fun side of tom brady for these final two years uh like you i got a chuckle out of the no patriots comments in these tweets (laughs) and i think patriot fans are probably you know getting a little uh a little upset about it but i think in five years time uh they'll be just fine and there'll be plenty of patriot comments at his hall of fame induction uh ceremony so overall i want to ask you what is your defining brady moment in your head is there is there one brady moment or like moment with the jets with brady it may not be a good brady moment for him but for us maybe it's different
1: oh okay there's a few um one that someone tweeted out i think after the first time he retired on what was that sunday or saturday or sunday whenever that news came out Yeah, yeah um so it was in 2006 when the Jets went into New England and beat them on the road in the regular season, uh, in, in like the rain and the slop. And the game ends on my guy, as you you know, his jersey's hanging up over there, the Sean the Sean Ellis jersey. Uh, he ends the game on a strip sack, and they literally tore up the field that week and put in AstroTurf. That is just a legendary moment, and like. I don't know. Obviously he's gotten the best of us more often than not, but in terms of like moments where we've gotten Brady a little bit, that's, that's pretty high on the list.
0: Yeah, that was, that was a nice one. I can't not say the 2010 game against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, or I guess it would have been 11. Yeah.
1: January January of 11, I guess.
0: January of 11. That was probably the most memorable game I'll, I'll ever watch. I mean, I, I was at the Monday night miracle. I was a little bit younger for that one, but like watching us, beat the Patriots after getting completely annihilated in the regular season, I thought was something special. And it really felt like that was going to be the year we went to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think we had played our Super Bowl in that divisional round. I will say this, with Brady and, and losing that round this year, it looked like he was tired. It looked like he was exhausted. It looks like he still has plenty of football left from the stats and everything that he put up, but he just looked drained after this this season. Um, And I think there's something to be said for being able to walk away from the game as opposed to going out on an injury or going out, you know, just flaming out. You want people to want to see you more, not wish you were, had left earlier, even though we had wished he left like 22 years ago.
1: Oh, right. But like, that's the thing like even though P- like Peyton Manning left after the the Super Bowl in 2015 but mm-hmm. I mean he got hurt that year and if you remember in the playoffs he was cooked they just went mm-hmm. off on that on that defense that's what won them that Super Bowl which was kind of ironic because of all the monster numbers he put up in 2012 13 and 14 but mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't it wasn't that way and it's very rare that you see someone go out that hot, like Calvin Johnson that's really the only other comparable that I that comes to mind where it's like okay this player was still downright dominant when they left for me the first one would have been Barry Sanders I watched him
0: up like I was I was really young I don't know when he retired had to be like 96 7 or 8 somewhere in that span Um, but I remember watching him just being like wow this guy's really good I can't wait to keep watching him and then (sniffs) retired yeah (laughs) um so stemming off the little bit of uh, Patriots news going into something a little bit crazier, also sort of involving the Patriots. Uh, Brian Flores winding up suing the NFL uh, for some malpractice in terms of uh, the way they handled interviews and hirings, as well as a whole bunch of shady shit regarding the, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Broncos, and text messages with Bill Belichick. For those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about right now, the story broke Not that long ago, probably three, four hours ago. And apparently Bill Belichick reached out to Coach Brian (laughs) over the phone and said, congratulations on getting the Giants job or, or about to get the Giants job. And Flores didn't interview or wasn't supposed to interview until Thursday. So Mr. Coach Belichick wound up reaching out to who he thought was Brian Dable, congratulating him on the job of the Giants head coach before Flores had even interviewed for the job. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on everything going on? I would, You know what? Before I go into that aspect, I also want to bring up the whole Dolphins thing because I think this is the, like, the most damning. And I think you're probably going to agree with me on this one, is Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, offered $100,000 per loss that Flores coached the Dolphins to. That is a damning indictment on a league that just started allowing gambling uh, in a pretty high capacity. Matt, what are your thoughts on everything going on with this lawsuit?
1: Yeah, there is a lot to unpack here. And the first thing that comes to mind is you just mentioned it. If those allegations are true, right? And the Dolphins owner was really offering $100,000 per loss. That's like, black Sox level of fixing like mm-hmm. it, it just it just flat out is and it's a slippery slope when you have so many sponsorships with you know legalized sports betting which you know i think we could all agree agree on is a good thing in that it you know it mm-hmm. should be legalized but it's you know it, it's it's sketchy it really is and then when you're trying to say okay we're gonna we want a tank which everyone knew they were trying to do anyway but Actually paying him money for each loss, if that's true, that is that just throws out the integrity of the sport. That's a huge, huge accusation from Flores. So, like, I don't know. I I almost like I don't think you just make that up something that that big. Like, I, I you can't just drop that bomb and then like a month later be like, Oh, I was really just kidding. I was just upset I didn't get the Giants job. That would be just flat out insane so uh well yes this is all alleged um but if true that is just it's downright crazy
0: I it's it's absolute bonkers to me to think that I like I had always heard like oh, the NFL is, is ringed you know the, the refs are calling it this way but to hear like a coach accuse his previous boss of offering a 100 G's to Man. throw a game like that's insane to me. Like that's worse than anything Spygate or anything like like cheating. Bad, not good. Look, filming other teams' plays, not great. Being asked by your boss, the owner, <laughs> to throw games, dude, get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, that Flores is, is never going to coach a game in in the NFL ever again. I mean, he's blackballed himself just from the lawsuit, which is, I think, is a, a ball. I shouldn't say a ballsy move, but it's it's an admirable move because yeah. I think he knew his time in the NFL is officially over um with this lawsuit
1: it shouldn't have to be that way but he's almost he's almost being like hey i'm trying to make it better for people after me who come mm-hmm. after because i mean like let, let's be honest there is there is a disparity here i don't think we could just put on put the blinders on and pretend that everything's okay so yeah um, he, he's Obviously, this is something that he he genuinely believes happened, mm-hmm. and if that you know if that's the case, he has every right to go after the NFL for it. And I mean, it, th- this league has done sketchy stuff in their time. So again, if these things are true, then yeah, blow the go you know go out guns a blazing. You might as well. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> ah! yeah. Like, do you think the NFL knew about this lawsuit coming, and they're like? <laughs>
0: Yo Brady, do uh, you think you can drop some news real quick? <laughs> we, we need you one last time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that maybe that's why he waited. too uh,
0: it felt like two days after that that tweet from Schefter came out. Felt a little early for the whole Brady thing. Um, but yeah, no, this is serious accusations from from just a a purely uh, gamesmanship standpoint from both a hiring process and just an on the field scoring points process like you as an owner offering a head coach money to lose when these guys that are on your team have an average career length of three years is is inexcusable and I think the fact that Flores is able to blow the whistle on this is is huge and I'm hoping he has some really really good evidence because nothing would make me happier than watching Ross go down and watching the Dolphins go up in flames
1: yeah no as they should because like I said if that stuff is is true they have to be severely punished because that takes away the integrity of the game right there, which is a very dangerous thing that you want to do. Um,
0: I see some people in the chat are talking about the Rooney rule. So the Rooney rule uh, is a way for teams to interview minority candidates that are supposed to be outside your team, I think. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. The Giants did interview Patrick Graham. Uh, their current defensive coordinator and Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the bills. So they did interview multiple people, but if you have to interview two, someone's saying you have to interview two people to make it.
1: Well, I think the issue that Flores was bringing up here is that he didn't even get his chance to do the interview before there was already a decision made, which I think that's, that's the biggest issue. And and yeah, the I think it's I think it's one person outside the organization. I don't know if it's two. I'm pretty sure it's just one outside the organization, but
0: yeah, I, I, I thought it was one.
1: That that rule was put in place to try to even the playing field a little bit and I mean right now there's it's just Mike Tomlin as the only mm-hmm. you know, black head coach in football. Um the Jets have Robert Salah, who is a minority coach, but he is obviously he's not a a black coach, but um it's something that the league you know desperately wants to change and they're not going to get that change until actions are taken
0: yeah I think we'll start to it it sucks because there's to get quarterback coaches I feel like a lot of quarterback coaches that I kind of see around the league tend to be guys that were quarterbacks in the league at one point um that have just kind of gone on to coaching and I think uh, recently, like in the last 15 years is when you started to see a bigger influx of of black quarterbacks. And I think because of that, you will see probably, I mean, you want to see it sooner, but probably within the next 10 years is probably when you'll start seeing more of these, uh, quarterback coaches start coming up and you'll see more offensive coordinators. I think there's going to be, um, you know, a little bit of a lag time. I don't know when they brought in the Rooney rule, but it's, it always seems to be a hot topic of conversation every time the coaching carousel comes up. And, you know, I guess numbers wise, I guess it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 2000 or right around then, but, uh, in the mm-hmm. report, uh, Flores quote, he had a bunch of statistics of like the percentage of mm-hmm. head coaches, uh, offensive coordinators, special teams, defensive coordinators, um, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, he, he came with the, with the numbers. So, um, Like, like we've been saying, it's something that the NFL is trying to change and it's going to take some time. It's probably taken a little bit too long. Uh,
0: Pat Dunn drops in the soup chat. Thanks, Pat. Uh, says proud to be a Jets fan today. First Muslim head coach, let Miami and New York giants rot away. I have no problem with letting them rot. Um, obviously I don't want to see them rot for that specific reason, but I would love to see them rot for, uh, trying to rig games. That would, well, that doesn't make me feel good, but (laughs) definitely, uh, I, I like seeing bad things happen to teams I don't like. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, you play, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? That's, That's exactly
0: it. <laughs> That's a good way to go about it. Uh, guys, if you're just dropping in, make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Uh, we're going to be talking some Senior Bowl uh, with Greenbean and Ali in just a little bit. They'll be hopping on in about half hour time or so. Um, Matt, I want to talk to you a little bit and see if your thoughts have changed at all Regarding our number four and our number 10 pick and who you would want to draft based on things you've heard or, or maybe things you've watched or, or anything like that. Have your thoughts about this offseason changed?
1: Not a whole lot. Uh, one thing that I do think is a little bit interesting and it kind of ties into uh, some of the conversations that came out today at uh, down in Mobile with with the Jets and Mekhi Becton and George Fant. Is the it seems like the likelihood of the Jets going offensive line at four seems pretty high, which I'm okay with. But I I think there's like this narrative that if the Jets draft a a, a tackle, that means they don't believe in Makai Becton, which I don't necessarily think that that there's a correlation. Uh, I think it sets you up in case Makai Becton doesn't work out, um, but both. Evan Neal and Aquanu can play guard or tackle. So to me, like the whole mindset, at least from my perspective, I think should be if you're taking one of those two guys, you play them at guard your first year. And like, I'm cool with having the left tackle, you know, competition in which everyone comes out of camp better. Okay, great. You play left tackle. And if it's Makai going to the right side, fine. If it's George Fant going to the right side, fine. Uh, but then you have that insurance policy where if Fant leaves in for agency after next year, Makai B- Beckton's healthy, okay, great. Then you have your two tackles with, let's just use Evan Neal as the example, with Neal and Beckton. Or if Makai Becton gets hurt again and you're like, okay, this is clearly an issue, then you can move forward with Fant and Neal and, and be, be set. So it's almost like it's helping you both in the now and the future. I feel like it's the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah, 100%. The, the whole offensive line thing is interesting. And Joe and I talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, but the idea that you could take an offensive lineman so high after investing such a high pick in Makai Becton <laughs> and AVT just last year is, is definitely frustrating. But I think you said it best. I think there's the, the thought of going O-line at four does not necessarily take away from Makai Becton being the long-term left tackle on our team. I think what it does is it sets you up for a really interesting situation. I shouldn't say it's an interesting situation, but it protects you and gives you insurance for the whole Makai Beckton situation. Because after the 2022 campaign, you're going to have Makai or uh, George Fant up for a contract, Connor McGovern up for a contract, and you're going to have Makai Beckton up for his fifth year option because you have to decide on that before his fourth year. Um, so you have to make a lot of decisions next offseason after the year. So if you can bring in a guy like Icky, uh, or Neil. Um, and then you allow Becton and Fant to, to Duke it out. Cause I think best guy plays at, at the tackle positions. Like you said, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, by the time you, you get to camp and you have everything ironed out, you can have, you have the flexibility to be patient with Makai. Like say you wanted to, Hey Fant, we're going to bring you back on a one year deal after this year or a two year deal after this year. And you know what uh, Makai uh, you know, maybe we don't exercise your option and we decide to roll into year four without the fifth year option. then maybe we decide to possibly tag him as a, as a extra option, but it gives you some flexibility on a whole bunch of things you want to do while giving you the ability to still utilize your draft assets where you wanted to use them initially.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like, I guess insurance policy is probably the the best way to put it because it, you're not making a definitive answer yet, uh, which is fine. I don't think you have to, I think you're trying to, and again, like, you just drafted Zach Wilson with the second pick. That's mm-hmm. the highest investment that hopefully Joe Douglas will ever have to make. Actually, I could definitively say that because if the Jets are picking second, that means he's out of a job. Yeah, he's stalling. He's right. And that means that Zach Wilson isn't the guy, mm-hmm. if that's the case. So you have to do, and Douglas has to do everything in his power to make sure that Zach looks like the guy for next year and beyond. Mm-hmm. So like, is it really such a bad thing for investing early and in trying to make sure that your young quarterback is set up for long-term success? Like, I don't know. After the quarterback, we've watched our entire lives. Like, this is it seems like a smart thing to do now.
0: I would tend to agree. I'm definitely with you on that. Support the quarterback. You need need all the help you can get. Because otherwise, if he doesn't pan out, no one pans out in this organization. Uh, Kevin Delaney says, trade Mike White to the Bucks. He is a exclusive rights-free agent. So we do have to tag him if we want. Um, I believe the original round tender is two. I believe the second round tender is like four. I think they updated the numbers for that. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to trading him, honestly. I mean, I White is not someone that I want to get rid of. But from the, the postseason presser with Salah, I, he seems like they like Flacco as the backup. And mm-hmm. like... I don't know if there maybe maybe there's a little concern of White maybe playing well and and, and disrupting the Apple card. I don't know. I I would trade White. I, if you get an opportunity to trade White for a third or better, I think you do it.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I would be dancing for joy if they traded a got a third round pick back from Mike White. I think yeah. he's I think he proved that he's capable of coming in and being okay, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's anything more than you know, a backup slash spot starter. If you can mm. keep him on the roster, fantastic. If someone wants to give up a, a third round pick or something like that, mm. like I don't know, the Buccaneers need a quarterback, the, mm. the Packers could need a quarterback. You know, you go right down the line, then sure. Then you just retain Joe Flacco or whatever, and then you're good to go.
0: Uh, Alex Canillo drops in with a super chat says, Thoughts on my mock draft? Assuming Ky- uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is gone at four, he wants IK. Iki Ikuanu at four. Garrett Wilson at 10. That's his number one wide receiver. Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from FSU at 35. Trey McBride, 38. Chad Muma at 69. The linebacker out of IU, Illinois? Uh, oh. Minnesota? It's a red team. Yeah. I think it's red and yellow. I'm going to call yeah. it Minnesota. It's Minnesota or Iowa, I think.
1: I'm going to look it up now because okay. it's going to kill me.
0: I think it's Iowa State.
1: Indiana? No, Wyoming. We nah. were
0: <laughs> we <are away. laughs> like god! I was like, God, it's like white and yellow and red, and I can't figure it out.
1: Whatever. Okay.
0: So, Alex, I love this mock. Um, I don't love Garrett Wilson personally. Um, as far as wide receivers go, I kind of wanted to go a different route as far as like size, like Burks kind of gives me the Debo Samuel feel while Drake London gives me like the massive Mike Evans kind of feel. Um, Garrett Wilson, I do think would fit this offense. He seems super crisp and and sticky hands. Um, So I wouldn't hate that. And I like Jermaine Johnson at edge rush. Um, Ideally, I think that's where we wind up going. I think we go edge rush either at 10 or 35. um, Just because, and I don't know if you saw this, Matt. Did you see um, Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 and how 20, or no, sorry, of, of the top 25 prospects in this draft, he had seven edge rushers in the top 25 was very surprised.
1: Yeah, that is surprising. I do like Jermaine Johnson a lot though. And he's someone who he's at the senior bowl and supposedly looked good today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we maybe get a little bit more info from our guy, Ali, oh, but, yeah. um, I, I like this draft a lot. Um, Iquanu, I mean, we talked about earlier, I think mm-hmm. he's a versatile player. Um, if neil has gone, then he's the next best offensive lineman there. I prefer Traylon Burks, but I'm not anti Garrett Wilson. I think there's a you know he's a really good separator and has good speed, which would be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, McBride is just you you see the fit. That's an obvious one. And and Momo just he plays good. I I feel like he's someone who could come in and start right away. Uh, and you could probably grab him in the third round, which I think is really good value.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure Muma's on our Senior Bowl team. I'm pretty positive he is, so we get to run him through the gauntlet this week as well. Um, so yeah, love it, Alex. Absolutely love it. Big Joe dropping in with super chat. Big Joe says, "Will you guys be watching USFL this coming spring?" Uh, I'm definitely down for it. Uh, I didn't realize there that was. I didn't realize this was coming out. Um, I thought the XFL was first, um, but I could be could be wrong. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm totally down to start watching it. Do we know when like games are gonna be? Do you know anything about this, Matt?
1: I have no idea. I didn't watch the well, the AFF and uh I don't know, what's the the XFL? I did not what watch. Do you
2: watch snap. any of that?
1: <laughs> no, not a single snap. I, Come on, I, 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 okay. I, Inaugural I, season. 2022,
0: USFL, April 16th. So it looks like they got the What are their team names? Let's see. They've got... Yes, continue, accept. Just give me the... Show me the names. Show me the names of the teams. The Generals, the Stallions, the Gamblers, the Breakers, the Bandits, the Stars, the Michigan Panthers. Oh, we're the New Jersey Generals. We're the New Jersey Generals. Come on. Or I shouldn't say we, I guess I am. I'm Jersey.
1: Uh, I'm more I'm not from Jersey. I, I'm a gambler though, so maybe that I could that could be my team.
0: You could be the Houston Gamblers, right?
1: Oh, they're from Houston? I love Houston.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so we got the uh the Michigan Panthers, the New Jersey Generals, the Philadelphia Stars, the Pittsburgh Maulers, the Birmingham Stallions, I think, Houston Gamblers, New Orleans Breakers. And the Tampa Bay Bandits. Interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah, you know what I want to watch. Ooh, you know, I gotta talk to I gotta talk to Green Bean too because you and I, we, you, me, and Green Bean have been talked about this. So, chat. We're gonna let you in on a little, uh, little inside thing that we're kind of planning on here. And let us know in the chat if this is something you'd be interested in because we haven't worked out all the bugs yet, but we're thinking about doing a Talking Jets golf outing. Uh, myself, O'Leary, and Green Bean hanging out with all you guys. Uh, gonna have some some details on that, but if you guys are interested in doing like a, a talking jets golf outing, it would be the Monday before the NFL draft. So it would be, the what would that be the 25th? I think it's the 25th. Yeah, um, that would be the date that we're kind of looking at. So the idea is we get a whole bunch of fans together, <laughs> get to hang out, play some golf, and do some uh, do some talking jets answer some questions talk some draft stuff uh so yeah lewis says hell yeah i suck at golf that's all right we all stink at Don't golf. I, stink at golf. <laughs> I shouldn't talk for everyone but i'm not very good um all right sorry uh, i saw edward come in with a super chat where did edwards go edward says a kwanu mcbride then defense oh edward edward that is a beefy beefy offensive line and i love it but I won't go Linderbaum if we go Aquanu.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can go to uh, which that was. If you asked me this question in early October, I'd probably have been like, "Oh yeah, let's go for it." But I think a, lo- a lot's changed <laughs> since then. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm. I think I'm out on that, and I like I love Linderbaum as a prospect. I just I, I don't I don't see it. Aquanu, yes, McBride, yes, but. I think he would be wide receiver at ten.
2: Thomas Cahill, welcome
0: to the Jets Talk twenty four seven family, brother boys and girls. Drop some J E T S in the chat for our newest buddy Thomas. Make sure you drop some love in there. Um, yeah, Aquanu Linderbaum McBride. Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm on board anytime we get uh, McBride in the second round, <laughs> and I'm 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 high on Aquanu for sure. I I really like Linderbaum. He's an exciting player. If you get Thibodeau at and Linderbaum is there at 10 and you don't have trade down offers, um, I would be open to the idea of taking him there. But even then, I don't know. I would have a hard time pulling the trigger on Linderbaum, I think. Um, Not because I don't like him. I do like him. Uh, Who else we got in here? We got... just saw it. Jack. Jack Filipowski drops in with a super chat. Jack says, where does Jimmy G land has one more year on his contract? I think teams like the Steelers or saints wait a year as next year is a quarterback heavy draft. I think Jimmy G is going to get cut after this uh, like season ends because he's got a pretty hefty contract um, and they could save a bunch of cap dollars. And I think they are inevitably going to want Trey Lance to start at some point it's that fine line of like, do you let Jimmy G play out that final year or do you just cut bait now and allow Trey Lance to kind of, uh, make his mistakes this year in year two, Matt, what are your thoughts on Jimmy G?
1: You can't run it back with Jimmy G. You played that game this year. You can't do it another year. Um, he's, I mean, he is what he is. He's like a, an okay starter, Mm -hmm. limited, uh, prone to making a big mistake. Um, is i don't know in the the 20 to 30th best starting quarterback range He could come in and be like a bridge guy maybe for like i don't know maybe a team like pittsburgh takes a flyer or or the saints or someone like that but i don't i don't see him as a long-term answer to me he's a a stopgap guy until you you know you find your long-term answer and i think that's why the saints uh, excuse me not the saints the 49ers traded up to number three in order to draft trey lance it was because they they, they see Jimmy every day and they know this.
0: Yeah. I think Jimmy winds up somewhere. It's weird. Like I, some, I saw someone in the chat say, uh, Jimmy G to the bucks. Uh, Louis Sanchez said that that's not a crazy spot. Uh, depending on how much dead cap hit Brady's retiring has on the bucks. Um, I think it's, it's plausible maybe. Um, I think the Steelers, if I were them, I would let Haskins and like Mariota go at it. I think that would be a fun quarterback competition between the two of them. Uh, If both of them or one of them wins the job and they flame out and they do bad, then they'll have a high draft pick to take their quarterback next year. Um, Jimmy G for me, I think he falls in that kind of like a, almost a Teddy Bridgewater kind of category. Like, like him, solid bridge guy, good teammate, you know, can get the job done but definitely needs a surrounding cast of characters to to kind of elevate it and that's kind of what we've seen from the 49ers because what Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl twice now with them is that or well once plus the once. championship
1: yeah i agree with your analysis there you know Tyrod Taylor Jared Goff mm-hmm. you know all those guys i kind of loop into that same category yeah um, you know they're they're a low ceiling player their their floor isn't awful but they're just they're not going to move the needle forward mm. enough.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think that's exactly why they went up to get Trey Lance makes perfect sense. Sneakers to boots. I know you're coming to the golf outing when we do it.
1: <laughs> Love sure.
0: it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because I met you. Uh Sneakers to Boots, thank you for the super chat says, how you feeling if JD traded down fourth and 10th pick. Um I don't like that. No. I I would prefer at this point right now with the knowledge I have of of where I think people might go, I would sit Pat at four and I would trade down from 10. Um, And that's because I want, I think Thibodeau is going to be there at four. I really do. I have a hunch he's going to fall. If he's not, I'm all for taking Aquanu. Um, If like Hutch, Thibodeau and Aquanu are gone, I'm probably in the boat of taking Neil. Um, Maybe not as sold one way or the other on him, but, I definitely would go with one of those top four linemen, I think, at four. And then at 10, just because Washington seems like the first place that a lot of people are considering quarterback, um, especially if Denver trades for for Aaron Rodgers. Now that removes the ninth pick from the equation because they have Jordan Love. They're not going to be taking a quarterback. Um, I would trade out of 10 and, and land somewhere in the mid-teens probably, see if I could get a first next year or an additional second or third this year. Matt, what are your thoughts on trading down?
1: Uh not with both. I would say if you're going to trade down, 10 probably makes the most sense to move back from and you're not moving back very far, maybe like five picks or so. Yeah. Um I, I just don't see them trading out of the top 4 because you know, a good player is going to a very good player is going to be there. Um whether, you know, even if Let's say even if it's Thibodeau Hutchinson and Neal are the first three off the board, mm-hmm. then you could still grab a Quanu and, and that's the plan we were just talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. of this show. Um, but at, at ten, then you could kind you can move back and get yourself some futures if you wanted to. And I mean, there's still going to be some damn good players. I, I like it's. This isn't a very good quarterback class, but there are you know a lot of good players. I think in the top fifty of this draft class.
0: Yeah, I saw a few people talking about Malik Willis thinking he might be the first quarterback off the board after seeing Kenny Pickett get mocked first a bunch of times. That's uh, Malik Willis is the Liberty quarterback. That would be a, I mean, I know we've taken bigger gambles on on smaller school quarterbacks, but Liberty is like, that is the smallest of schools. (laughs) I don't know what their enrollment is, but it can't be very
1: high. He's, I feel like he has some accuracy issues for me. Now, Kenny Pickett, like, did you have you seen the whole thing with his hand size that he won't get measured? Uh, oh, really? that, I
0: didn't see that. I know the, the is it the nine and a quarter inch or nine and a half inch is where you want to be above that?
1: Yeah, he's like he would be in the zero percentile right right now uh, based on what a scout measured him at previously. So, I enough, I
0: don't- uh, Liberty has almost forty eight thousand undergrads. So I'm I'm wrong. <laughs> Bigger school than I thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a big football program, though, comparatively. <laughs> um, but uh, Pickett, so Pickett has that. I think if you're to make a case for anyone, I think Matt Corral would make more sense to go ahead mm. of Kenny Pickett. But I don't know. Uh, even maybe Sam Howell might go before um, the – I just blanked on his name. We're just talking Blake about him. Willis? Blake Willis, yes. Yeah, Sam Howell might go in the late first. But I see Willis as the second rounder. I don't think he is – a top 15 pick.
0: Yeah, that would, that would surprise me. Um, but I guess we've seen quarterbacks rise. So if this guy winds up acing it, like if he has like 10 and a half inch hands and like, you know, runs a crazy fast 40, then, you know, if he kills it in all the quarterback drills and, and interviews, who knows he could fly up draft boards. And that's what we want. We want to see quarterbacks rising up draft boards. So that means better players fall down to us. This is a good thing. Um, let's see. John Perez drops in with super chat says some coaches on the staff are not coming back. Question mark. Um, I don't know, Matt, have you heard anything on, uh, some coaches not coming back on the staff? Yeah, There was, um, uh, the there was one coaches probably.
1: Um, Oh my God. I'm blanking on who it was. Was it Kavanaugh?
0: Oh, it, no, it was, um, Oh, was it Kavanaugh? It was the offensive assistant or whatever. The guy that took the place yeah. for nap.
1: Was yeah. Kavanaugh? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's gone. Um, he, I shouldn't say he's gone, but he's, no longer with us. Like, I don't think his job was more than a year long anyway. Um, it seemed like his was was pretty pretty quick. Um, let's see. Thomas Cahill drops in with another super chat, says it's going to fall. It's going to fall that we get a big... Ah, whew, words are hard tonight. It's going to fall that we get a big edge tonight, isn't it? I hope so. Um, I keep seeing mock drafts now where, I you know, one of the offensive linemen go or both edge rushers and like Hamilton go. Like I saw one the other day that had Hamilton and the two edges gone. And then like we had our, our pick of like everyone else after that. And that's like, I don't know. Do you think Hamilton or the, I don't know where I'm going with this off. I think Jags go O-line at one. And then I think three is the biggest question mark for me. I don't know what happens at that third pick.
1: Yeah. It's, um, there's a chance that they could go Hamilton there at three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is a world where one of them's available. I think for whatever reason, Thibodeau seems to be the popular one who's who's fallen a little bit. I even saw a mock where he went fifth to the Giants, which it, that was PFF, it, I think. Yeah, it, it and they had a st- Iquannu, Iquanu, which I wouldn't do, but like at the same time, it's hard for me to get mad at an Iquanu pick in that spot too. That's just it.
0: I, when I did my video on that, I was like, you know what, this is not the way I'd go about it. Like, I think I'd be running up to the podium
3: yeah, <laughs> to select sure.
0: Thibodeau, but like, I I really like Equanu. I would say Equanu, I might rank it like Thibodeau, Equanu, Hutchinson, Neal. Like, like, that might be my order of okay. guys. Like, maybe not. I mean, I like Hutchinson too, but I really want Edge. But man, I yeah. if like an angry blocker, like he'll plant someone six feet deep.
1: Yeah, he plays the like the the Joe Douglas style of offensive line, which is very, very enticing. And again, I would not be mad at it. Um the only one like if it's like Derek Stingley over uh, yeah, uh yeah. Or, you know, Thibodeau or Hutchinson, then then you have a real issue there. But I, I just I don't see that being the case based on everything we've seen from Douglas so far and Salah and Olberk in their conversations. Boogie Down Bronx. Thank you so
0: much for the super chat. He says, hey guys, is it possible that Kayvon could be a bust? He is a small frame to play defensive end in the NFL. He's more like a 3-4 linebacker. What do you guys think? So let me let me just pull up his weight real quick. All right. He is six foot five, 258 pounds. I don't know what you're talking about. He's the perfect size for a DN. Um, all of the DNs, I believe, in San Francisco under Salah were all 250 plus. So this does fall within range of him. Um, he put it this way when you are the number one overall recruit heading into college, and you back that up by being considered a pretty much consensus top five pick, if not top two pick or top three pick, uh, you did your job right. And I know there's going to be some issues and some people that might maybe think a different way about about Kayvon Thibodeau, maybe after the Alabama comments, or you know, maybe the, the lack of overwhelming production this year. Um, but I think his profile is sound, and I would absolutely take him at four if he were available. Um, could he bust? I would say he, he probably has a lower, I think he has a higher ceiling and a lower floor than Hutch. I think Hutch has a very high ceiling and a very high floor. Um, I don't know if that's how you feel about it, Matt, what do you think about, uh, Kayvon And do you think he could be a bust?
1: It's possible. I mean, we, we see guys bust all the time. It's just, it's the nature of the business. Um, it, it's not impossible. I think he, has the he has the traits that make me believe that he's going to be a very good player in this league the same with Aiden hutchinson i think you know those are two very very good edge rushers that you could potentially grab here at the top of the draft but is there any definitive things in the nfl draft i mean it's
0: can't can't,
1: right no (laughs) right so uh, to answer boogie down bronx which uh, by the way is a really cool username by the way uh i just don't I, i i don't I don't think that's unfair to say. It's certainly possible.
0: Richard Delgado, AKA Dick. <laughs> says, uh, thanks for the super chat brother. He says, just a general question. What is the ceiling on Zach Wilson? He supposedly has a high ceiling, but I think he has a high floor too. Um, I would say if this season has given us anything, it would probably prepare us for a very low floor for Zach Wilson, but also an incredibly high ceiling. Um, I saw some very nice highs, not the consistency of highs that I want to see out of the number two overall pick, but I'm encouraged enough to, to be excited about his, him going forward. I saw a a graph and I wish I saved it. I don't know. I'll have to look for it. Um, but it basically showed the arm strength and, uh, everything of all the quarterbacks in the league and it listed all 32. And based on like what color they were, whether it be green or red, green would be better. And like towards the top through a whole bunch of different metrics and like red would be towards the bottom. And like the top five quarterbacks, I would say it looked from the eye test looking at this graph made sense. It was like, OK, good quarterbacks at the top, bad quarterbacks at the bottom, middle quarterbacks in the middle. And Zach Wilson was fourth. <laughs> so like this dude's got the metrics and the attributes to be elite. He's just got to do it. That's the thing. So I think his ceiling's astronomical. Matt, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So the player comp that I've really started to fall in love with for Zach Wilson, I think makes a lot of sense, is uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, and there really? was interesting. Yeah. And there was a really, there was a throw, um, the big throw to, to Cooper cup, Yeah, but yeah. He, he turned up on uh, one of the final drives or to, for them to take the lead. Yeah, it was, I forget someone on Twitter sent it to me. Uh, I forget who it was, but it was almost the identical throw that Zach Wilson made on the Keelan Cole touchdown slant in Buffalo in week 18. Hmm. um, I don't, I think, you know, you know, they are similar size wise. They have the ability to throw on the run. Uh, They have the insane arm arm strength and, you know, sometimes they get caught, you know, trying to do a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's probably your best bet. I didn't like the Derek Carr player comp. I didn't really see that one. Um, But I think Matthew Stafford is probably where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I think that probably sets a different expectation too. I mean, maybe right now it seems a little aggressive because the guy's going to play for a Super Bowl. But I think, by and large, you know, a guy that has all—ooh, sorry—all the physical attributes um, needs a little bit of help around him. And hopefully, we could have the the arm. If we could have the career from Matthew Stafford for Zach Wilson, I would 100% do that. Now, obviously, I want to see a few more playoff wins before year 12 or or whatever Stafford's in right now, but. Um, I like it all the same, Matt, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? I, I, I like the underdog of the Bengals, but I think I really, I would like to see Donald and Stafford get a ring. I think Donald's been the best defensive player we've seen in this league since maybe LT. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I don't know who else, like who else would you even put in that conversation? I don't, I don't know if there is one Reggie white, I think was right around the time of LT, um, I don't know. The guy's been incredible. Defensive rookie of the year, like eight all pros or whatever the hell he's got. It's like every single year he's a pro bowler.
1: Yeah, he, he is really unbelievable. So when the the line initially came out with the Bengals getting four points, which I liked. So I bet that. I took the Bengals plus four because I think it's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, if the Bengals are going to win it, um, then, you know, so be it. I'm on that side. And then even, you know, if the Rams win, I think it'll be a three-point game. Mm -hmm. I don't care either way. And I really don't have a definitive answer for who I think is actually going to win the game out. Right. I love Matthew Stafford. Um, Stafford. I made a habit of like Stafford rivers and Romo. I will fight to the death for those three. I I love I love that. You named all those guys. I would say Stafford would have been the third on my list, but I love Romo and rivers. (laughs) Right. But I think they get, way unnecessary hate because they never won so like i i go to bat for those guys because i think they're criminally underrated Mm -hmm. uh so that would be cool from that perspective i like sean McVay. i think he's a good coach and i mean the team is good they deserve it but i also love the joe burrow story the Bengals are just a fun team Mm -hmm. they're incredibly fun to watch so if either team wins i'm i don't care i just want to win my bets
0: yeah, I just want to have like a good game. I don't want like some stinker of a game. We've been lucky the last few weeks of football that it has just been absolutely awesome, awesome games, week in, week out. Uh Eddie DeJesus drops in a super chat, says, Ryan's famous last words, hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> I've got plenty of things I could say hold my beer. I could say random, ridiculous stuff. I could drop some knowledge on you. I can uh, look at my bagel in the background and and see that she's Gee, how many of you were playing highlights with the back of this video and actually saw there was a dog laying there. And for those of you that don't know what highlights is, I'm dating myself right now. <laughs> Do
1: you know, you know what, what highlights time? is Matt? Oh, what time
0: oh! I'm, is. I'm too old. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. So there used to be this, this magazine that you'd take Um or not that you take, but you get, I, I used to see it at the dentist office all the time. It would be in like the schools and it, it was called highlights. It was a little magazine and there would be this like, find all the items on the page and i would like try to find it it'd be like okay here's a fork somewhere hidden in this picture try to find the fork or try to find the boomerang or you know whatever you're trying to find 10 items and that that's what that was that was bali's hiding over there um and unfortunately i'm too old she blends in and unfortunately i'm too, too old to talk about highlights ugh I guess it's bad to talk about highlights on a football channel that's not talking about video highlights, right? That's, that makes I sense. Guess,
1: I guess so. I, that uh, that sounds familiar. Like, I remember reading this book where it was like, find certain things, but I don't. I just Googled highlights. That was like,
0: I Spy. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one. That's a great book. Um, yeah, or maybe possibly. it wasn't I Spy, but there was like there was a few books where they had like pictures of things all over the place. I see in the chat, uh, who was it? Who said, I saw that. Psh, look at Greg Ganji. Gagni. Oh, yeah. Highlights was a staple in every pediatrician's waiting room. I
3: don't.
0: Yeah,
1: think- the I spy is what I remember. I just, go- dude, this just this picture just brought up like a core memory I forgot that I had.
0: Oh my god, dude, I love the I spy books. I'd sit in the library with like three buddies at like eight years old or whatever. <laughs> We'd be sitting there like, yo, check it out. Where's the? We gotta find three shadows of pennies. <laughs> like, where yeah. is it? Like, it just you look at all. I'm gonna find it first. No, 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 I'll find it first. Ah, absolutely. 441 people in here, boys and girls, drop a like on this video on your way in. Ooh, and you know what? For every 25 likes, we're gonna pick a qualifier for a t-shirt giveaway, which I forgot to do at the beginning of the show. Um, so make sure you hit that like button. Let's do uh let's get some qualifiers in here. I'll let Nightbot do some picking. Uh and Matt, you know what they say about picking.
1: You can oh.
0: pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose.
1: That's true. So I hear.
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> Um, Aunt Jet says, highlights best feature was the object search in the pictures. Yes, thank you. I don't even remember any of the other things that it had, I only remember that one. Find the stuff. Um, Kev Cha said, or Chata says, You still got a VHS recorder? I do not, <laughs> I don't. Um, but I was offered some VHS's and I, I laughed and said no.
3: <laughs> Recently,
0: I
1: do you have one matt i think i have one in here give me a second what get out
0: of here you, what's the last vhs you would have watched that's gonna be the next question for him because he probably can't hear me um victor alvarez says there's 420 people in here victor i see what you're doing with those shades
1: you make me smile no. uh, rusty spooner no. and jason reeves you guys have been qualified so when I cleaned out my room not too long ago, I found um this is really old school. So remember how when before DVR you had to like set the TV to record it to a VCR tape? Oh, I had yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel that old.
2: Come on.
1: It's like it's probably more than 20 years old at this point.
0: Well, it's got to be, right? Cuz I we probably I bet we got a DVD player right around the PlayStation 2, which would have been around 2000. So yeah. I would bet Oh man, VHS. I guess we used VHS probably straight through till probably 2001 or so. I didn't get a PS2 till like 2002. I think.
1: Yeah, my my girlfriend just texted me, which is what I was gonna say right here. She said, "You do have a VHS in your room. We dusted it when we cleaned." It's 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 <laughs> uh it's rocket. What's your,
0: your go to VHS? What are you uh, What
1: are you throwing in the machine? That's it's still
0: sitting in your house.
1: It was a. It's a Rocket Power episode. Ooh, I gotta that. find. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't That's watched That's not it good. in 20. I want to know. Hopefully the Tony Hawk episode. I feel like that was an iconic one.
3: Uh,
0: the Tony Hawk one's good. The was that the the McTwist or whatever they were trying to do with the the zillion spins and the tennis ball hits them?
1: That was a good episode That's too, but I feel one, like right? they, they stumble upon like it's the one where they have like the neon boards. woogie woogie woogie. Yeah, I don't know where it is, but there there is definitely one in here somewhere interesting all right so we got jason reeves
0: motivated sorry can't do two things at once okay we got jason reeves rusty spooner sergeant mike motivated t as our qualifiers for our t-shirt giveaway we're gonna have nightbot select two more qualifiers and we will have green and ali joining us shortly hopefully in the next uh 10 minutes or so i'm gonna check my phone just to make sure i haven't missed anything uh Matt, are you gone at nine o'clock today too?
1: Uh yes, I might be able to hang out until they they get in so I don't have to leave you solo. But uh because right now we're still in this I have the game on behind me. We're still in the second period. So okay. I have really until the start of the th- third, roughly, before I have to start writing.
0: Okay, okay. Uh all right. So Kev Chada. Kev Chada with that great comment before. He uh, he's qualified as well. If you guys want to get qualified for our t-shirt giveaway, and you're watching the stream after the fact, just leave a comment on this video afterwards, and then we go back and we pick some names from the previous week to get uh, qualified for this week. Uh, let's see. Our last winner. Oh, we got motivated T again. So let's let's pick another one. Last qualifier. Or not last qualifier. Last one for right now. All right. While I do this, Matt. Jean-Jacques Saucy. Thank you for the super chat. Says, Zach is the man. Look at the difference. A team, uh, different team made for Stafford. We would be going, we would be going wards. Abandoning Zach now.
1: I think backwards.
0: Ah, backwards. It's a Canadian thing. Upside down. Got it. Um, (laughs) 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 Going going backwards. Abandoning Zach now. Go Jets. Love you guys. Uh, Thanks, John. John Jacques Saucy. It's like the greatest name ever. Uh, And Marist Old Boys. Sorry. Marist Old Boys. You are qualified as well. Woohoo for our t-shirt giveaway. Uh, all right, so Zach's the man. Look at a difference team. So I am excited for the growth of Zach Wilson. I don't think he needs a different team. We don't have to surround him. Oh, well, look, we have to surround him with more talent, obviously. We were the youngest team in the NFL by a wide margin. But I think the excitement for Zach Wilson and the excitement for the draft picks we have and the everything that's going on for the New York Jets I think is, is really exciting. I think it primes us for a really good... Um, really good launch for for the rest of zach's career potentially um what are your thoughts on well obviously the comparison to stafford but but what do you think about stafford going to a different team does it make you think differently of him and his whole situation
1: for me no i always thought stafford was good i i just thought he was in a really garbage situation which is you know kind of the the point i brought up with both uh, rivers and and romo i think a lot Mm -hmm. of external factors played in there whether it be just the front office being terrible, uh, bad coaching and stuff like that. Um, for, for Zach, like just to bring this back to John's question here, Mm -hmm. um, I, I think we have to, you know, just continue to build this thing with Zach and he will continue to develop unless, you know, he has a Darnold fall off a cliff in year three. I don't see this going badly. I think that we saw strides in year one and we just have to see him take a, a bigger step in year two and continue to get better.
0: Yeah, you just got to hope that you see continued growth. That's all all you need. Uh, Kevin Chata is on a, a, uh, a run here of comments. He goes, imagine the porn quality on Betamax. <laughs> we were talking about VHS and everything. Yo, so this is really funny. And I learned this through Tropic Thunder and I didn't do any research. So I'm just going to pretend it's true. But did okay. you know that when HD DVR or HD DVDs and Blu-ray were a thing. The reason the world went with Blu-ray is because the porn industry backed Blu-ray. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why. And I think that's why we got VHS as well. I'm pretty sure when porn winds up backing one of the technologies, because there's usually two that come out at the same time, um, you wind up uh, going with whatever the large base of people are going to use... <laughs> right now so i guess right now you're probably talking about cloud uh cloud hub or something uh, crazy with them
1: yeah um <laughs> pre, pre-internet days must have been very tough with that <laughs> have you ever watched the movie middlemen middlemen
3: Ooh,
0: i, I highly so. recommend anyone in the chat who has not watched middlemen absolutely great movie it is a movie about the um I would say the creation of like PayPal almost, but it's kind of like the creation of internet porn. And it's, this is now, this sounds really weird. He's <laughs> just ranting about internet porn right now. But the, um, they did a, they make a movie about this guy that creates the code to, to accept a transaction with a credit card over the internet in the mid nineties, right when the internet started getting big and it goes into it. It's like mobsters and guns and drugs and like girls and like all this stuff. <laughs> it's It's more of like a, I don't want to call it a B-rate movie, but it's like, not a headlining kind of movie, but a good watch nonetheless. I think no one probably has seen this movie because everyone else is just leaving me hanging.
3: No, <laughs> I I get it. Me.
0: whatever. You guys are jerks. Um, ooh, Aunt Jet says I watched Grandma's Boy the other day. That's a great movie. And then that is- I'm assuming Jet X Factor is probably Joe. <laughs> he says Ryan back in New Jersey yeah i had to do a show yesterday with joe live from the parents kitchen <laughs> in florida someone I thought that. i was in a bathroom because i had this board and batten wall behind me and i was like kind of sitting like square on the wall and i'm like i guess i should have angled it more so <laughs> it hey, like, just... don't look like i'm sitting on the toilet right now
1: yeah just sitting on the toilet no big deal ah,
0: whatever it's okay you guys can judge me all you want um <laughs> Rich Ritter because now you have porn in the palm of your hand.
3: Yeah, literally. <laughs> Banana yeah.
0: logo. We'll oh, talk for a second. When I was a kid, whew, when I got a PSP, let me tell you, it was the greatest day on earth. When I figured out that thing hooked up to the internet, woo! <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, God, oh, sorry. Boy. This is Jets talk. Ryan should not have another beer. Um, <laughs> All right. Richard Delgado, aka Dick Delgado, says, I don't think it's weird to talk about porn because Jets fans like to watch <laughs> the Jets get railed every week.
1: <laughs> Richard Delgado is also a great porn name, too, by the way.
0: I, it really is. It, it'd be like great.
1: double D's because you could be Dick Delgado. Dickie D.
0: Dickie D. Dickie Delgado. Say look at you. We already got your porn name. It's fantastic.
1: I don't do you think that's his actual name? No, you no, think no. I don't know what
0: anyone's actual name. Is. I see Joe Douglas in here all the time and Adam Gase, and I'm pretty sure it's not either one of them.
1: Adam Gase has a lot of time on his hands. It could be him.
0: That's true. If we wind up seeing one that's like Wyatt something, it's probably him. It's Mother Trucker. Um, what else we got here? Sorry. Going all over the place. Pat Dunn drops in a super chat. Pat Dunn, thank you. Says, who are you guys that's- looking? Forward to watching in the Senior Bowl. Um while we are starting to talk about Senior Bowl, I know someone that might want to hop in. Give me a thumbs up if you're ready to jump in the stream, my friend. Ali, hello. Thumbs up. Oh, he's got he was Ah. in the he's in the waiting room. He's right there. So he's he's coming right around the corner. Um, so okay. So who are you guys looking forward to watching in the senior bowl? I will say. I'm gonna go away from the tight ends. I'm very excited from what I heard about Zion Johnson. Um, he is the guard from Boston College, and apparently he stayed late after today's practice. <coughs> Ooh, sorry, stayed late after today's practice to talk about um, or to snap the ball because he doesn't get many cent- he doesn't get many center reps. So he waited for the American team to come out onto the field. And snap the ball to their quarterbacks because the national team, which is the Jets team, had already gone in. So he's someone that I'm keeping my eye on. I think this guy is, is an interesting, versatile piece. If we decide not to go like that guard tackle hybrid, maybe we have more of a, a faith in Beckton and Fant. And we decide to go, you know, maybe with the edge rusher or whatever at four, you go with maybe a linebacker, or a receiver at at 10. And then if you wanted to go with Zion Johnson in the second round with the Trey McBride uh wombo combo. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, Matt, who are you looking at for the Senior Bowl?
1: Yeah, I'm going to avoid the tight ends too because that's just that's the obvious answer. Um, so I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson. I, I think he is someone who very well could be a riser in this draft, and I know a lot of people have him mocked to the Jets at 35, but mm-hmm. there's a very good chance that he ends up going in the first round, I think. Um, I like him a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear Ali's take on this because I'm sure he'll be hopping in. Let me just check the old phone i know he was starting to hop in just gonna tell him saw him for a second <laughs> he's probably watching this i would think but he's also trying to figure out his whole setup because he's in a hotel room right now yeah, so I- patience boys and girls we will get our boy Ali in here in just a little bit uh kevin delaney says i thought the psp buttons hung up a bit uh for those of you that don't know kevin's my brother <laughs> and he's claiming that my PSP may have been sticky, so there's that. See, this is a... Ryan is PSP twenty four seven. Ryan got a little sauce tonight. Oh, jeez, sorry guys. There's a You're lot of
1: first time. It's all right.
0: Dead, dead shots, dead shots. X twenty five came here for the jet, stayed for the porn. <laughs> oh, jeez, this isn't good. Uh, Billy McLean says he wants to hear Green Bean's take on porn. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, now I want to stay.
0: I, I'm right, I'm that's gotta go hang on. on. I'm All I'm right, go. we're bringing in Ali from loyal NY Jet fans. Ali, how you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. Talk to us a little bit. Matt's gotta go in a few seconds. Do we got you for a few more minutes, Matt?
1: Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear like a minute or two of Ali, and then I'll pop out. All
0: right. Do you want to ask any questions to Ali prior?
1: Um, first question. Tell me everything. <laughs>
4: yeah, <I like> <laughs> All right. Um, just a quick rundown because you got to go. Um, for me, for the tight end position, because I think that's the storyline for all Jet fans right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them looked absolutely great. They looked in. Trey McBride looked great. He made nice catches. Jeremy Ruckert was all over the field, making nice catches as well. Very smooth route running. Um, Jake Ferguson was also making plays. So all three tight ends that are listed for the Jets that they'll be interested in, were thriving today. They were all catching passes. Um, One thing I actually liked about what uh, Robert their coaching staff was doing, for the offensive linemen, a lot of players were playing different positions. Um, Zion Johnson, you know, he's more of a right guard, left guard type deal. Today he played center, and he played really well playing center. Um, Andrew Stewart, an offensive lineman, he also played uh guard i believe and he excelled at it so there was a lot of switches um and the offensive line and i feel like the coaching staff were finding different ways to make them better and it was actually working so i think they're going to continue that probably for the next two practices and then probably the senior bowl um and then the wideouts um obviously dotson didn't, didn't opted out uh which was unfortunate because i actually was looking forward to seeing him on the field um there's a lot of other guys that stepped up, man. Christian uh, Watson, um, he was all over the field, too. He was catching passes the entire uh, entire day. Khalil Shakir was also – I think he's a spotlight right now uh, with Dotson out. Um, Valis Jones Jr. Uh, also. Um, he was not – he's on the Lions staff, uh, the Lions roster, not the Jets. Uh, he was great in route running. Um, he had a really nice – catch on the sidelines his route was perfect he got behind the defender and made a nice catch all the way through um the running backs came to play as well Jerome Ford had a great day um who else uh I think it was Pierce um I forgot his first name um Pierce uh, and then Robinson um so all these guys were just killing it today um and then Jerome Johnson the edge my Lord, he was all – he did not – he finished every single rep. When I say to you he finished every single rep, he finished every single rep. He was all over the place. He maybe didn't get to the quarterback every two seconds, but um he was there, and you saw him being more involved. And even other scouts were saying, like, around us were like, that guy's a very, very good player. Um So, yeah, that's pretty much a summary of it. But the, there was guys that stepped up that I didn't think would step up. Um, especially at the wide receiver position, that was kind of a toss-up for me because mm-hmm. I feel like Dotson was the spotlight of the senior bowl and he's just not coming. So um, a lot of these younger guys got opportunities that were not like low level. I mean, Bo Melton also from Rutgers, uh, New Jersey, you know, he was also he's fast as hell, but he's dropped a couple of passes. But he made some pretty good catches and he was running good routes. So I think the wide receivers that are at senior bowl right now. Are, are, are all solid. I re- I think they have a good chance of like getting drafted and not going undrafted. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think this is really exciting.
0: Uh, Matt, do you want to tell Ali who you're most excited about at the senior bowl minus the tight ends?
1: Yeah. So literally like five seconds before you got on, I said, Jermaine Johnson was someone that uh, I was looking at and a lot of people, I feel like have him mocked to the jets at 35, but I'm not even sold that he's going to be there. I think he might be a first round player, especially after this week.
4: No, yeah, I think a lot of these guys, even today, probably boosted up their draft value. Um, if Trey McBride, like, if all you guys want Trey McBride on your football team, um, you know that tenth pick, we might have to trade back because I think he's not going to last. I think he's not going to last it the second round.
0: Interesting. There's so there's a few guys. How did Kolar look? Because I
4: Charlie Kolar is
0: someone that I've been like pretty interested about, and I'm just interested in how he's doing out there in Mobile.
4: Uh, I mean, it was the first day of practice, but, uh, I didn't really see many flashes from him today.
0: Ah, disappointing.
4: I'm hoping like if we wind up
0: going with like the discount tight end, in addition to like, say like a Schultz signing Kolar in like like, a later round, or maybe Ruckert, or if you want to do McBride and Kolar and Schultz and Ruckert, something along those lines. Uh, Matt, I know you got to get out of here. Any last words for our panel?
1: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, I love doing this every week. Can't wait to continue to go. I'm going to watch back the second half of this show because I need to get the full scoop from Ali, but uh, Ali, have fun down there. Chat, thanks for hanging out as always. And Ryan, I'll see you next week. Sounds good, dude. Thanks so much for hanging out. See you, man. See ya.
0: All right. Ah, this is exciting. We're going to have Green Bean in here in hopefully a little bit. Um, he was saying he was helping someone with some car difficulties. So this is a good dude. Green Bean's a good man. Um, was there someone man. you were particularly looking at, Ollie? to uh, today? To yeah, like is there someone that really, really jumped off the page of you? Who are you most excited about?
4: It's the obvious answer, though. <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Jets want him. Yeah, I really do. I have a feeling that they want him, um, but they know that they're gonna have to move around if they want him. Because I really. I, I really do think he'll have a good senior bowl like game mm-hmm. and his draft stock is going to be where I think he's the only tight end that can probably go in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably will be in the 20 range, uh, mm-hmm. late twenties uh, to get drafted. But the jets are going to have to move down mm-hmm. or up somehow to get Trey, because I think um, I do like Jeremy Rucker a lot. I mm-hmm. think he fits the scheme. He's from long Island. He's a, he's a Jets fan. It's a good story. Um, And he looks he looked pretty good out there. But McBride, you can't really pass up on if you can somehow get him because he's just that mm-hmm. dominant player. And I think that's what the Jets need. Um, They can't lowball him because he is a talented tight end, you know, blocker. You know, he was Um, he has good freaking hands. He has good hands of catching the ball and uh, yards after catch um and he was doing pretty much everything yesterday I'm um, well today um but yeah I mean I think he's I think he's a first-round talent and I think the Jets are gonna have to move down or up for him
0: interesting man I'd be so frustrated if we traded down from 10 and we had to use a tight end at like 15 or 16 I'd be like I, I'm not gonna lie I'd be a little burnt up about it <laughs> I like like I want McBride as bad as anyone but, like, I really don't want to spend a first-round pick if I if I have to avoid it. Like, I'd probably be – if I had to spend a first on McBride, or – do you th- do you think Ruckert makes it to the third, or do you think he's playing well enough where he may not? I, we're at top end of the third, so I think maybe we have a I think
4: he's going to be third. I okay. think he probably will fall to the third um, because in the second round, there's a lot of other positions that are top needed, and Ruckert, although he's – If we get a record at third i'll not i'll be ecstatic uh Mm -hmm. because he, he he's been playing well and i think he will fit the system really well but if you somehow can do two tight ends you know you know that's that's upgrading your offense that's called upgrading your offense
0: yeah i think most of us are probably on board with double dipping at tight end in some capacity whether that be like signing schultz in free agency plus someone like Ruckert in the draft. If you don't sign Schultz in free agency, maybe you go with like Najoku in free agency plus a McBride in the draft or, you know, a McBride plus a Cola or something. Like adding two tight ends is, is a huge, huge need for this offense. And it was probably our weakest offensive position and probably our most important offensive position across the board. So it'll be interesting to see. I really don't want to spend a first on Trey McBride though. I'd be pretty upset. I think Zion Johnson uh, is an interesting player. The offensive lineman, the guard from, yes, from Boston yes, College. You and I were talking a little bit off air uh, about how he had stayed later after practice to get some center reps. I think that's interesting. And, and you had brought up that a lot of the offensive linemen are playing multiple positions. And I think that's something very important for the Jets to notice because I think they definitely want to go – with an edge rusher at four, if they're available. I think they have a hunch that Thibodeau's there at four, and I think they're going to snag him and then look for one of these versatile offensive linemen in the top part of the second round, uh, or maybe a later point in the draft if, if they're a little bit later. Um, but I think a lot of it's going to hinge on how they feel about Beckton. If they think Beckton is 75% sure he's going to be the guy that you drafted at 11, uh, you got Fant playing the other tackle spot, is that a high enough percentage to, to roll the dice on a versatile player later in the draft, as opposed to using a top five pick on one? Um, I think I land in the camp of caution and, and taking a Quanu or Neal at four. Um, but if Thibodeau there, I think it's, it's gotta be the pick. I would think. Um, what are your thoughts? Have, have your thoughts changed at all from the, I guess, end of the season to now? Um, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, I think there yeah, if one of those top guys, as those top edge rushers are already there for the Jets, they most likely will go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only like really top pick, like top ten pick that was supposed to be at the senior Bowl was Devin Lloyd. But mm-hmm. he's not even playing. He's not even there. So mm-hmm. he was a top guy, top gun guy that we thought that well, yeah, he might be like a top ten pick, but he's not even there. So um, I don't think that interrupts how they approach the at least a fourth pick. Um but the rest comes down to if they want to move down from the 10th pick um, and try to get either a McBride or someone else that they see that they like, um, especially offensive alignment, if they want to look at that, because we know uh, Douglas does like the offensive alignment a lot. So, um, yeah, I think uh, right now, I think that will be the mindset. And I don't know, maybe if someone asks for a big ass trade to get number four, depending on who's available, you never know. Um, so, you just got to keep a watch on that, um, especially as how the Jets approach free agency and see how what happens there Mm -hmm. um but they're definitely gonna like draft like two or three guys on this their team right now because Mm -hmm. it's a talented squad it is very talented
0: yeah back in 2019 if i have my years right uh the 49ers coached the senior bowl and they drafted four players from their roster as well three of them wound up being starters so i very much expect the Jets not just to draft players that will wind up being starters or, or, or playing on the senior bowl team, but I think looking at the undrafted free agents after the fact where they have a report with this coaching staff, I think is really critically important. I also love that. It, I think I've heard Middleton is going to be the head coach with, uh, you know, LaFleur and Olbrich stepping back with with Salah yeah. to kind of diagnose everything. Love it. Absolutely love that. I think that's that's absolutely huge. Uh, yeah, that's a new thing they
4: enforce. Yeah, that's a new thing that they enforce this year. Yeah, really I think cool. it's good. I think
0: it's good to get more head coaching experience anyway and just sort of showing what you got. And even internally, like God forbid something happens to, to anyone on our roster or we're looking for like that next guy. Like maybe they try to consider doing this in the preseason and just allowing other coaches to to get some head coaching experience because that allows some upward movement, maybe a little bit more um taps any button drops in the super chat says i'm not paying for schultz if i'm the gm fudge that um are <laughs> gonna have like 50 plus million in salary cap space and if i'm looking at all the free agents i know everyone on everyone loves signing like okay i want to go after you know uh Devontae adams and we're gonna go after uh schultz and we're gonna go after uh you know xyz like literally name any popular player everyone wants to go after him. the realistic area that you got to look at does the player want to come play in new york new jersey does the uh does it make sense financially to do that does the gm think that like does it fit his idea for douglas paying schultz i'm interested to see what he does I, it's the top option that i think a lot of us jet fans have out in free agency Cause I don't see Douglas going crazy in the safety market. I, I would be surprised unless we whiff on like a lot of big name players and like Reed signs somewhere else, then maybe we go after Marcus Williams. But like, I would be very surprised if we went after anyone major uh, outside of Schultz. And I think Schultz is going to get somewhere in the 12 to $13 million a year range. And I would a hundred percent pay for that. Um, and as I'm talking about Schultz right now, we got our buddy green bean.
2: was my face.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look at those guys. <laughs> Uh, so we were just are going over stuff. What's up? Um, so I want to get your thoughts real quick. Um, yeah. uh, so taps any button says, I'm not paying for Schultz. If I'm the GM, fudge that. Green Bean, any thoughts on the tight end position in free agency versus the draft? And then I, we'll go back to Ali so we can kind of fill you in a little bit on the senior
2: bowl. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, first of all, hello, everybody. Sorry that I'm late. Uh, things come up. you got to do them so that's what that is but uh yeah
0: i would 80 year old lady on the side of road green bean sorry you're dude we were talking about how green bean was helping people and everything and then yeah well you got to go back and watch this stream because no joke before ali getting got in here there was like a solid five to like 10 minutes of like porn talk it was like they're like oh my gosh thoughts on porn and i'm like oh geez what did i start
2: well you guys know i was in the adult film industry as you probably know by now yeah you know that i did not if you if you google well let me tell you if you google reality sucks vca hustler films you will see my movie and that is the movie where i was yankee doodle Uh, i was a character named yankee doodle and uh yeah, there's lots of lots of crazy stuff, man. I was the production manager on set. I did the whole thing. I was in the movie, everything. <laughs> what? That's yeah. amazing. That's
3: incredible. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. And I tried oh, yeah. to like, reality sucks, Yankee Doodle, and nothing came up.
2: Well, not Yankee Doodle. Yeah, you you gotta say reality sucks VCA Hustler Films. I think that'll get you there. Yeah, it's the truth. Oh, you believe that, Ollie? Be be
0: what do you think? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wasn't uh I wasn't naked in it. I was a character that makes oh, you uh, feel
4: better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. actually makes oh, me feel better. Too. Oh, not, I need, <laughs> I, I, need, I, need, I need confirmation. Okay. Right.
2: I could I could have, but I didn't because I told my mother I wouldn't. That's the honest truth. I said I wouldn't, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't show my dingling. But <laughs> on Schultz, on Schultz. Oh, see now you
0: distracted. I'm having all sorts of fun with it. Yeah, it said adult DVD talk oh reviews. God. I was like, oh man, can I get a green bean review of some, some green, ugh, green? Bean yeah. Feeling? Well,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, and look, we can, we can. Uh, I can get all you right. all kinds of fun <laughs> stuff. I have God, some I pictures to too. We're
0: good. We're good. Okay, let's talk about Schultz.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um. I got a picture for you. I'll show you my character. It's a funny guy. But uh, (laughs) yeah, Uh, so uh, Schultz, look, I know people don't think that we'll pay for it, but here's the the whole thing with with Schultz. I, I think that Douglas knows that he's in his rookie quarterback window, and I think we are going to see a little bit different approach to free agency than we've seen the past couple of years with him while he's been trying to build through the draft. He's had two drafts. He now has a bunch of picks on the top end. What happened, Ryan? What happened?
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what just happened. <laughs>
0: Tony G in the chat, just put bean bag and. Uh, yeah, that's sorry. me. <laughs> oh, see, God. I was listening. I swear I'm being an adult right oh. now. Look at all
2: the cucumbers that are coming oh. up now. What is... <laughs> 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 oh,
4: okay, I'm Ali, sorry.
2: No. Ali, what happened in here, what buddy? Happened what happened?
4: <laughs> what did oh, I walk no. into? No. Ali, what I came about? late. I came late. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what happened.
2: Man, it's crazy in here. All right, let's I was just hanging out with an 80-year-old lady. Now I'm talking uh, cucumbers <laughs> with you guys.
0: Let, let me rip through <laughs> some super chats real quick
2: before we get, on. We'll get Yeah. Anyway, traffic. let me just say this, Ryan, real quick. I think that if Joe Douglas can get Schultz and pay him 11, 12 million, if he can, I think he will. And then he'll back it up with the draft as well. It's time. It's time to give Zach Wilson weapons and protection and all that stuff. And I think Schultz is the finest tight end uh, on the market, period. And I think if, if Schultz is willing to come I think Joe Douglas has no problem paying for him to bring him in.
0: That would be absolutely huge. Yeah, uh, Josh Scott drops in the super chat, says, pull a 2010 Pats, take McBride and Ruckert. Um, I don't mind double dipping at tight end in the draft. I don't think I would go with that because I think you'd have to spend a second and third round pick on on those two tight ends specifically. Um, or like Ali said, maybe a first round pick with, with McBride. Um, but I would probably look McBride-Kolar or like... Free mm. agent plus Rucker. That's that's kind of, in my mind, where I'd like to go. Um, don't know if that's that's the direction they end up going. Um, did I wind up losing all these super chats because I'm rambling about stupid stuff? I definitely did. Okay, hold on. Give me a you second. Did. You <laughs> um, got to go
2: into uh, YouTube and get them.
0: I got to go into YouTube specifically I just for super chat. Every, every all the other super chats are in there. And by I see. Other-
2: I see Josh Scott. I see Chrono Kenny. Do you want those?
0: I got Josh Scott. You got uh, Chrono
2: Kenny? Use...
0: Well, I, I just pulled up Chrono Kenny's. I just have it right here. Wham! Sure. All right. Chrono Kenny drops in the super chat says, What team makes McBride a tight end in the first? I can't see it. Um, so let me pull up uh, Tankathon real quick because I'm just curious who's at the back end of the draft. All right. So teams I could see going after a tight end. Um, Tampa at twenty seven, one hundred percent. They're going to lose Gronkowski. They're going to lose uh, probably Howard. Howard. I, I don't know mm-hmm. what great contract status is. Hopefully, they'd hang on to him. But I think Tampa Bay is a real legitimate spot for him at twenty seven. Um, number twenty four, Dallas. If they wind up losing um, right Schultz, you know that that could be a spot for him. Arizona at twenty three. If they lose Ertz, could be a spot. Um, other than that, I mean, maybe Miami at 29 right now with the San Francisco pick, uh, and they'll
2: lose Kiziki.
0: That's exactly. Most it. likely if they lose Gazicki, then I could see them going with a tight end. Are, are you guys at all concerned with the, the height of McBride? Cause I McBride it wound up like going in a little bit shorter. I think he was six foot three and a quarter or something along those lines. Um, Definitely smaller than I thought, but which is weird because he's listed at six four everywhere, and it's only seven eighths of an inch. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm concerned with with height at all. Uh, Ali, I want to get your opinion first, and then actually let me get Green Bean's opinion, and then I want to hear Ali's opinion on senior bowl stuff. <laughs> so Green dude,
2: I know Ali has been watching these guys, <laughs> dude. Know. I you, you see, see Ali, started you see i
0: loved it, and then I was like, oh, I got yeah, you. Then, you know.
2: Fucking Ali, dude, I was watching, I was scrolling through Instagram, checking out Ali's stuff today, man, and I'm I'm just like, I don't know, man, I'm envious, but in the most positive way possible, I'm just like, good for you, dude. I'm so psyched. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as seven eighths of an inch, like, dude, there, there are always those guys that people micromanage little details like that, like a quarter inch or, you know, uh, a point slow or, you know, three cone drills, a little slow. And then we make a big deal about it. I think that McBride is a baller. And I think that he comes to play. And I think that he can override any of those little inadequacies. We're not talking about four inches. We're not talking about anything like that. Uh, we're looking for a reason to take what is, in many respects, a clean prospect. And we're looking for negatives. Uh, that's how I see it. I think McBride is going to be a fine tight end in the NFL. And people are going to be lucky uh, to get him if they pick him in the draft, in my opinion.
0: Holly, I want to hear from you. Phil Green being in on all that senior Bowl news.
4: Yeah, um, the growing feeling of Trey McBride is the Jets want him. You know, the Jets coaching staff wants this guy. It's just about if they're gonna trade back or trade into the first round to get him. Um, a lot of people believe that's gonna be he's gonna be a first round talent, and he's probably one of if he has a, a couple of great practices coming up, and then goes crazy in the Senior Bowl, he has a first round ticket. Right, like I really do feel that. Um, he's just, he's a guy that can change your offense completely. Uh, he catches the ball well, he yards after catch. Uh, he's also a great blocker and that's literally the definition of a tight end in the NFL. So, um, I've seen, even in practice, he was killing it today. I feel like every time I looked up, he was making the catch or Jeremy Rucker was making the catch or Jake Ferguson was making the catch. It was a tight end day. It was literally a tight end day, especially for just Salah's team, the Jets team, the national team. Um, it was a tight end day. I feel like all the tight ends were doing really well. Uh, Ruckert was more very smooth route running. Uh, he was catching the ball in in rhythm. Um, and Trey McBride was just doing everything. He was moving around like crazy. Um, he was making those tough catches that he does in college as well. So for the tight end perspective – I, I like Ruckert just because he's a better fit in a way. Uh, but McBride is a guy that, like, dominates mm-hmm. the game. So Ruckert might be a good fit, but McBride is, like, a guy that you had to risk a top pick for. Ruck, Ruckert, you probably get in the third round, right? So
0: yeah. When I'm looking yeah. at McBride, I, when I started doing my little bit of, like, senior bowl preemptive research – Do you think there is a a high, or do you think, I think it's more possible that we saw the ceiling of McBride than we have. Well, I I definitely don't think we saw the ceiling of Rucker, but I think we have seen, I don't even think we've seen Rucker's floor really. I think that's what gets me excited about him where McBride, his senior year this past year, he had 90 receptions, a thousand yards. Like it's hard for me to envision like a better season than that. He only had one touchdown, I think, but he, but like, mentally i mean a thousand yards for a tight end that's a, that's a ton of yards <laughs> i'd be tickled pink i don't think we've had anyone over 600 yards since like dustin keller in like 2010 or 11 um <laughs> but it's interesting it's interesting oh, a whole bunch of stuff uh brian scantleberry drops in with soup chat says since denver's trying to go after Rodgers, they need to free up cap and build draft capital do you think we could send uh or do you think we can get Sutton for a second from them? No, because I think Sutton's going to have to get traded to get Rodgers. I think what's going to happen is Rodgers and Adams go to Denver. Sutton and hmm. Picks go to go to the Packers. Um,
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I think they wind up getting both guys. And I think Devontae winds up taking a cheaper deal than the $30 million that he's asking for on the open market. I think they're doing that so that way he gets tagged. And then it's a matter of a tag and trade, but now you're talking about what is what do you have to give up to get these guys? Are you giving up three first, three seconds? Like, is is that enough to to get it done? Or you know, three seconds, three first, and and Sutton? I mean, I would give that up if I were the, the Broncos right now. I mean, like any team that's going all in on Rogers should have no problem giving up three first round picks because you know you're gonna be tail end of the first round for the next three, four years anyway. Just go all in. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Ali?
4: I zoned out. Um, and- ah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, all right. Said never trying to get out of Rodgers. Um. No. Uh. I don't. I really don't think that. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, like, <laughs> it's just that simple. It's, it, they're not. No. <laughs> they're not going to trade that. Put it this way. Do you think
0: Rodgers? Where do you think Adams goes? Does Adams stay in Green Bay? does he yeah.
4: follow Rodgers to to Denver does he go elsewhere he stays he stays All
3: right. Green,
4: Green Bay, Green, Green Bay will pay him oh. yeah whatever they want what do you think Green Bay?
2: I think uh it makes no sense for Green Bay not to franchise him like it just it does I can't see a reason why they they wouldn't do that he's asking for 30 million. What is the franchise for wide receivers? Isn't it like just under twenty million or something like that? I I could have that wrong.
0: So it would but, be your second franchise tag because he got tagged this past year. So it'd be one hundred and twenty, which I believe. Interesting. Is Eighteen plus one twenty, so you're talking like probably twenty three ish million at, yeah. at most. I would think.
2: Well, you know what? I I I forgot all about the first franchise. I still think that they will. They're going to try to. They're going to try to get something for him, like a tag and trade at at minimum. I just I don't I don't see them just allowing him to go with the hope that they'll get a compensation pick, uh, you know, however, free agency falls for them. But uh, I like the idea of Rodgers and Adams staying together, you know what I mean, as far as them wanting to. But I don't think that they would do that at all costs. So if Adams has the opportunity to make more money somewhere else, I, I think that he would, he would probably do that. I don't think he's going to take a huge hit uh, to stay with Rodgers. But I do think what you said about Denver yeah. trying to scoop them both up and kind of sending Sutton and some change and some other stuff. I mean, you're going to have to send stuff. Uh, to get that to, to get that duo uh over there but uh, I think they might be crazy enough to try that would be interesting
0: yeah i wonder what what's like the attractive things you'd want from Denver. obviously it's picks for rodgers to help love but are you trying to go after someone like a like a drew Locke that could compete with jordan love then or do you do you want that thrown in as well cuz there mm. might be a little bit of uh maybe agitation on his part i don't know where his contract stands where he's at in terms of like length or anything um it's just interesting that the whole quarterback carousel is is fascinating with Brady retiring right now. Um leaves a lot of things uh kind of up in the air uh that way. And I want to get your thoughts on on some other things. So I'm going to I'm going to jump from Brian's super chat. We're going to go over to any taps uh, taps any button real quick. Um I do want to mention Mumtaz. Mumchez says uh Mumtaz jumped in. Been a first class member for 21 months. He's got 3 months before he winds up getting the crystal fighter jet so so thanks mom tass uh he says top 50 free agents loaded with guards and safeties so it would be a shame if we don't fill these two positions with quality players before the draft so also you have to get a number one wide receiver from pick number 10 so it would be a shame um top 50 free oh he's talking about top 50 free agents there's guards and safeties in it okay i see what you're saying so, yeah, Marcus Williams, uh, Justin Reed. I think Jesse Bates goes back to Cincinnati uh, in terms of that. Uh, but, yeah, if you could go guard and safety in free agency and not have to do it in the draft, the only thing I would say I would be worried about is – or maybe not worried about, but what I would be looking for in a guard if I were to go for it at number four is the flexibility to go to tackle. That's that's the the love affair for me. Uh, at the top of the draft, going with someone that could potentially help us in the event that Becton is not the, the long term answer at tackle. Um, but yeah, look, you got to play to your strengths in free agency, fill all those holes so you can go best player available in the draft. Greenbean, this is interesting for you and taps any button. It kind of, it sort of is with, I guess, senior bowl ish news possibly. Um, but Daniel Jeremiah released his top 50 prospects uh, the other day and seven of the top 25 are edge rushers. What are your thoughts? Yeah. On n- that? Yeah.
2: Seven yeah. Well, five, seven dude, look, five? Well, listen, you know, look, I, as much as I'm open to this discussion that we've been having, right, like we're Jets fans, we we always make it a, a debate somehow. We can't just talk. We have to fight about it. And that's all fine and well and dandy. And I've been around us a long time and I'm cool with it. My family's the same way. But it's like the truth is, and I've been trying to make this case for the past month or so, and I just did it in my most recent podcast, is that like the, the analogy that I used Ryan was that when you're in a pizzeria or like, think about it like this, you're in a Chinese restaurant and they have all these great menu items, you know, the general. So all the shit that you see a Chinese, no, food no, places it, was with. And
0: then, it was fantastic.
2: But see, that's yeah, good, man. Right. It's fantastic. But so then they have a cheeseburger too. At at the Chinese food place. And even though you're kind of in the mood for a cheeseburger, you got to know where you are. You don't buy the cheeseburger because they have it on the menu at the Chinese restaurant. And what I'm saying there is I I, I understand that people want to protect Zach. I understand that we want to get them weapons. We're all looking at Jamar Chase and all this stuff. Jamar Chase isn't in this draft. There are very good wide receivers, but there's no Jamar Chase in this draft by and large. So everybody is saying that approximately 70%, 7 out of 10 of the top 10, are defense. Mm -hmm. And they happen to be at places where we have holes. The strength on the offensive side of the ball for the upper tier of the draft happens to be tackle, a place where we have two starters under contract. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying, I'm trying to make the case that it seems like The strength, the blue chips, the premium assets in this draft at the top where we are happen to be defense, particularly edge rusher. And then you have some cornerbacks and you have safety. We happen to need those positions. In my opinion, we should at least consider grabbing where the blue chips live. Go in there; we need them anyway. Get them up top, and then push the offense later. You can probably get you—you you, you have a decent chance getting a Zion Johnson at pick thirty-five if he just slips right out of the first. Guys like that are going to be there. Lindstrom, uh, a few of the tackles are going to slip through. Uh, you can get those guys in the second if you use the strength of the draft, which De- Daniel Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, is only fortifying what I'm trying to say, the argument that I'm trying to make. Uh, so I, I like it. I like hearing that.
0: Um, I saw some really good analogies in the chat. I'm trying to find it now because I, I laughed pretty hard. Uh, you don't go to a strip club for a buffet, says Billy McLean. <laughs> Not that kind of. Yeah. Buffet. Uh, sorry. All right. Teddy craney. Thank you so much for the super chat, brother. Big dick, super chat. $20, uh, says how bad do you think the jets wide receiver room is? Do we need to draft high? I haven't had a, uh, we haven't had great luck with high draft pick wide receivers recently, or just address in free agency. Personally, I think the room, if healthy is pretty solid. Uh, so Teddy, this is a really interesting question. And thank you so much for the super chat. Um, I'll say this and I want to, I want to sort of respond to green bean while also going into this question as well. So, so green bean was talking about the strength of the draft being what? Seven of the top 10 picks being defensive players. Um. Yes. Um. I don't mind drafting for like towards the strength of a draft, but I also don't want to overdraft players at positions of need that aren't like, like vital. Like I would prefer, an offensive lineman because you'll have that guy forever. So if you need to extend him, you can stretch his contract out forever. And, you know, basically you'll get him for a long time. Um, guys like edge rushers, cornerbacks, th- those elite positions that you get that value on. That's so important is probably where I'd like to go. Even if the, the draft might be airing towards a side of like, you know, maybe it's a safety or, or, or something along those lines, but there's a lot to go. There's a, we got the whole free yeah. agency, the senior bowl and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, uh, but as far as the wide receiver room goes, Teddy, Um, I don't think the wide receiver room is bad, but you got to remember we are losing Keelan Cole, Jamison Crowder, and Braxton Barrios is up for a contract. And I have a really bad gut feeling that Braxton Barrios will not be coming back to the New York Jets. Interesting. I I really, I have a gut feeling about it and I don't love it. I want Braxton back so bad, but I think what's going to happen is he's worth more on the open market. And I think Douglas is going to stick to his guns about what he wants from uh, his particular wide receiver, his slot, his returner, things of that nature, and I think some of those end of rounds may wind up going to like Elijah Moore, than Braxton Barrios if Moore is healthy. Um, so wide receiver wise, we're we're up in the air. Mims, I'm not banking on Mims for anything as far as I'm concerned. I'd trade him away this off season. Um, I don't know where we stand as 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 a team in the wide receiver room. If you bring back Barrios and you have Barrios more davis as your core three then you know you maybe bring back jeff smith you have some guys maybe on the, on the practice squad that you want to bring in i would say there's a few ways that i would like to address the wide receiver position i don't think there's anyone in free agency that i really like although joe blue brought up an interesting point last night um him and i are both very high on on chris godwin and now that brady's retiring um less of a likelihood that godwin stays in tampa he did tear his ACL. I thought he would stay there to play another year with Brady because he's not going to be available to us or to any team until probably October ish, uh, somewhere around then is when he'd start practicing. And I don't love that because I don't want to see, uh, I don't want to see Zach Wilson wind up not being able to have his full complement of receivers the whole time. And I think that that bugs me a bit. Um, but if you wanted to say, hey, we're not really planning for 2022, we're planning for 2023, and you wanted to bring Chris Godwin, maybe that's an option I would like to go that route. Um, in terms of other free agents, I do like um, Allen Robinson, but only because there's a connection with Salah. I don't feel like he necessarily fits our offense um, the way I'd like. I'm still like pretty strongly on the – trade for a proven wide receiver, whether that be someone like Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley or Michael Thomas, any one of those three, I would think is a better choice than any of the free agent wide receivers at this particular point. I think that the upside is higher Um, in terms of draft wise. I don't need to go receiver at 10. I have no problem not going receiver at 10. I would say whether you go edge or O-line at four, might dictate what you wind up doing at 10. If you trade down, maybe there's a little more possibility of a wide receiver, but we heard from Joe Douglas that we want trenches, offensive line, defensive line. Trenches. Me, that, that, that tells me four and 10 in some capacity, or our two first round picks in some capacity will be offensive line, defensive line. And if I'm listening to Daniel Jeremiah, who was a scout with Joe Douglas in Baltimore for a time, and he says seven of 25 uh, of the top 25 are edge rushers in this year's draft. I think we're going to try like hell to trade down from 10 into the mid teens, pick up an edge rusher there in addition to a Kwanu or Neil up at the top of the draft, assuming uh, you know, one of the top two edges don't fall to us. Um, But as far as I'd like, I would like to trade for a wide receiver. If not, I would prefer to go to the draft. If not that, then maybe you go with, with Robinson or or some of the high upside guys. Green bean, what are your thoughts on the wide receiver position for the New York Jets?
2: It's weird, isn't it? It's like last year uh, when we started this season, we were literally calling it the strength of the team, arguably uh, next to the defensive line, right? That's what we were talking about. And just a few months later, it looks as though a bomb went off in the room. You know what I mean? It's like there's nobody. You know, We don't know what's going on with Berrios. More than likely Crowder and Cole are gone. Uh, You know, Mims turned into a fucking basket case. I don't know what happened there. I'm like, I just I love Mims so much. Thought his rookie year showed just enough. Uh, Loved his college tape. It's like, what happened to this guy? So uh, really what we're looking at is Corey Davis, who was disappointing at best. And uh, Elijah Moore, who's absolutely fantastic but can't stay healthy, I think he was injured three times maybe uh, and obviously didn't e- you know he ended the season on IR. So it's like we're in we're in trouble. So I definitely think we need to do some stuff mm-hmm. uh, there. Now whether or not that means using one of our first picks on a wide receiver, I don't know. I think this is good you're gonna see a lot of edge rushers tackles. Uh, linebackers, cornerbacks, you're going to see a lot of that going in the first round, and I think some of the wide receivers are going to slip. I mm-hmm. think guys like Garrett Wilson is going to go, probably Drake London, Jamison Williams, even though he got the injury, I don't know how many teams can really pass on him, Uh, you know, especially the better teams. Like, once you get to the second half of the first, I think some guys are going to really consider taking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are lots of receivers, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I think we got some work to do. I'd be a fan of bringing Crowder back, man. I I just, I think the guy's fantastic. I think he, like, he's like he been on the worst teams we've ever had. Have we heard one peep from this guy? Never an issue. He's a team player. Uh, I just, I don't know why we have to get rid of him. I, I don't know what it is, um, but I would be uh, interested. Maybe it'll be like Jordan Jenkins two years ago. We all thought he was leaving. And then out of nowhere, five million one one-year contract. He's coming back to play with Greg Williams. Uh, Maybe that happens with Crowder. I don't know. But uh, I'm concerned about it. Zach Wilson needs to have some guys that he can develop with, not just the rotating door of different wide receiver groups every year. And I'm looking for one of the four picks, you know, the top four picks to be a a wide receiver. But I would like to see us grab somebody uh, in free agency as well. I'm not the biggest fan of a trade. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, You know, I don't know. Anybody you're trading for is going to cost millions. You know, they're going to be very expensive and cost a pick. I'm not the biggest fan of that, but I think we got work to do, Ryan.
0: I think Amari Cooper is my most exciting player that I would go after because he's got a three-year, $20 million a year contract. Woof. Like, not a top five (laughs) wide receiver right now, but if I had to pay a receiver that I could cut at any time and has the upside of this guy will probably restructure for more guaranteed money. Cooper's kind of where I'd go, and I'd probably I think you could get him for less than you would get Thomas and Ridley for. Uh, Ali, I want to get your thoughts on wide receiver. What do you think about the position in general? Was there anyone from the senior bowl that you think you might try to target? Uh, what do you think about wide receiver overall for the New York
3: Jets?
4: Yeah, for first off, um, for James and Crowder purposes, I would not bring him back because I'd rather have Braxton Berrios back. Um, I feel like he's cheaper and if you want a guy that's developed correctly with Zach Wilson it's Braxton Berrios even um, earlier in the year he was connecting with Braxton Berrios Um, and then you also have a solid special teams guy in Braxton Berrios kick returner Um, so he kind of does both for us so um, funny story actually so I did an event with Braxton Berrios about two weeks ago three weeks ago Um, and it was a private event with him and uh, we were discussing with him. We were talking with him. He's a really nice dude. He's a very nice guy. Um, we were talking about, like, why didn't you want to do, like, a live event? You know, why can not you want, like, fans and stuff like that to come and see you, sign stuff? And he's like, not really because I don't want to see the fans right now because if I don't sign with the Jets, they're just wasting their money to see me. Oh. So not not yes. many athletes do that. Not many athletes. I'm in the business for about three years now. Not many people do that. They just go out there. Robbie Anderson, well, he had the event and then left. So, um, I, so, I mean, it's just it's just business. And I think Braxton Berrios knows he loves – f- he's embraced the Jets fans, I think, um, because the Jets fans embraced him and loved him for it. So, with Braxton Berrios, I think he's a team player. I think he finally has chemistry with Zach Wilson, especially at the end of the season. Um, and he, he's obviously, like, got snubbed for the Pro Bowl as a kick returner. So, um, and I don't want the Andre Roberts situation again. Uh, if you have a good kick returner, you got to keep him. Um, you know, Brad Boyer was actually today at Senior Bowl walking around by us, um, and he was talking to one of my pals there, and he was ch- he was asking all these, like, just a kind of – he seems like a very angry dude, but he's not. And I think he wants to keep Braxton Bears on this team, um, and I think all Jeff fans want Braxton Bears. So hopefully – Joe Douglas can get it done because I think that's a better option than Crowder because, first of all, he's younger. Um, he really doesn't have injury issues in his past, um, and he's a he just has a connection with um, Zach Wilson in this offense. So I would keep Zach Wilson uh, – I would keep him for sure, just for Zach Wilson purposes. Um, and then for the market and free agency and the trade value um, – not any I don't really want to go after any of the free agent wideouts. I really don't. Um for trade purposes, I would trade for Calvin Ridley. I think if he's hmm. if if he's mentally safe and mentally good, it is a big risk. It is a big risk to take that. But if they really want to take a shot, because Joe Douglas, if we don't iron playoffs next year, he might be on the hot seat. You know, if we're not in the conversation in December, uh, because the Jets need to start winning some football games. So that type of move would obviously risk his job, but it would also save his job if it works out. So those type of trades, he's have to even Amari Cooper. He has to look at all those trades uh, to see um, what can happen because he needs a. They need playmakers on this offense. They need one more or two more offensive guys to help Zach Wilson keep keep getting better and better. And these type of trades, you know, you everyone's compared it to Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. When they traded for Diggs. You know, that's when we saw Josh Allen take a huge step after getting a number one wide receiver. Um, maybe the Jets need to go after a big-time guy or your quarterback so you can develop. He's already a talented guy. He's ready to go week one. You don't have to develop him. You don't have to go through a Denzel Mims situation. He already, he's already proven that he's a playmaker. Now, for the draft purposes of the senior bowl, um, obviously Dotson did, is not there which is very unfortunate. I really wanted to see him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very sad. Um, but uh, there's a couple of players that actually stepped up. Um, Christian Watson uh, from North Dakota State, uh, he was all over the field. Um, he was catching passes. His route running was really good. Um, he he has a tough time with um, jump ball stuff and under pressure as much with the defender Role play. He can't make those tough catches yet, uh, but he's close to. I feel like he would just have it on his fingertips and just drop it. Uh, but overall, he was all over the field. Um, Vellis Jones Jr., another guy, he's a great route runner. He was busting people's ankles out there. Uh, he was He's very smooth running. He can catch the ball as well. Uh, he's a very underrated guy that I've seen. Um, and then... With Dodson going out, my guy was Khalil Shakir. Um, he's a guy that I feel like is, could be a playmaker. He wasn't very involved today. I didn't see many flashy moves from him. Um, that probably will change uh, as we go into the next couple of days. Um, but he is a guy that I think will step up to the plate because he has real talent. He has. Um, I did a little bit of film work on him. He has uh, good round running skills um, and his – speed is, is insane um so overall i think the wide receiver market they should add at least one or two at least one or two mumtaz thank you so much for the super
0: chat brother uh green bean while i'm going through mumtaz's super chat i'm gonna ask you to pull up last week's talking jet stream uh, what we
2: just i just got here what is I know, this no
0: it's we're like five <laughs> minutes from the end of the stream already it's like weird <laughs> it was like crazy All right, i got you yeah, pull, pull I got you. We'll grab some. We'll grab five names, guys. We got Ali from Loyal NY Jet Fans. If you don't follow him on Instagram, Loyal NY Jet Fans, follow him on Instagram. His link to his YouTube channel is down below in the description. He's going to get that back fired up pretty soon. Instagram is his main area of content creation. He's got a bunch of cool clips from the senior bowl. I was going through it today. I absolutely encourage you to go over there and give him a follow, give him a sub. Uh, definitely worth your time. He comes on all the time. Ali. I don't know what you're doing next Tuesday. Are you available Tuesday to, to kind of recap some of the senior bowl stuff?
4: I'll make it. I'll make nah, time. Yeah, for you. Put him
0: on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> we got him. We got I'll him. Make time. I'll, I'll, I'll make time for you. See, oh, he'll make time for us. I love it. Uh, well, and
2: Ryan, Ryan, Ali, uh, Ali, Ali will be on the Thursday. Think of it this week as well.
0: Ooh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Guys, if you want yeah. to hear more from Ali, more of his senior bowl updates, green bean does his thursday thick of it uh and he will be on there as well now green bean the third when i'm on with you too or am i the week after
2: well we'll talk about it i messed up you want to be on on a monday because it because of your show and everything and i mixed up the dates we'll talk right after this we'll get it done
0: okay i wanted to (laughs) talk to you yeah i confused it and then i'll be somewhere (laughs) else at some point uh thank you so much for the super chat brother uh, he says Kuipers mock only has cornerbacks and defensive ends in the second half of the first round also in the beginning too. So from my point of view, we can get one of each with pick 25 and 38 for sure. We won't get Burks or London in the second round. We need a number one for sure. So I think depending on, I don't, hmm. I think what happens is the Jets will try like hell to trade for a wide receiver before the drafts. Could be day of the draft. Could be could be that kind of situation as well. If that's not done by pick 10 or in the trading of pick 10 down to like the Saints, where we get Michael Thomas or whatever, however you wind up working it out. Ugh. If 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 that were not to happen, I do think the Jets wind up making the selection of a wide receiver early. Um, now, if you go with someone like Allen Robinson in free agency, then I think that probably pushes it down to a second round need, which I'm totally fine with. I don't mind. I don't think you need a bona fide number one wide receiver. I think if you have a lot of of solid guys, I think that's good. I think Elijah Moore creates enough headaches, and I think bringing in someone like a, a Robinson or insert second round wide receiver is, is in addition to a tight end. I think is enough headaches for a defense to to worry about. Um, but I would say I would look much stronger at Burks and London at 10. If we don't address free agency via trade or draft prior to that, Ali, what are your thoughts on the wide receiver position?
4: Yeah. Um, for the wide receiver position, I feel like it's the same thing over and over. It's just they need to go out and get some guys. Um, I do want Elijah Moore in the slot position. Um, I think I, I do like him in the end of rounds and whatever. Um, and like the fun things, but I think he needs to just stay in the slot. I think he'll be more effective, um, for our team in the slot because he's good at he's good after yards after the catch. We saw that all year, so I think he would be solid at that just being strictly in the slot. I don't know if he will be that Debo. I thought he was going to be the Debo for us. Mm. Um, I don't know if it will be. I think maybe get someone in the draft that maybe fits those characteristics. Mm. Um, but I, I think he'll be more effective just in the slot. I do like Corey Davis. I really do. I think when he comes back, I think he'll have a good year. I really do. If he stays healthy. Um, I, I like the Corey Davis pick a lot when we picked him up. Um, I want to bring back Keelan Cole. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like Keelan Cole a lot. I think he um, didn't, when he got the chances, uh, he was making the most of it out of it, but then the injuries happened and people were double teaming him and he was, I guess he just wasn't not a number one, and mm-hmm. that's why he was unsuccessful with us and dropped a lot of passes. He didn't wasn't open ever, um, so stuff like that. So, but I like Keelan Cole. Um, I like that pick, uh, that signing from the beginning. So, um, again, I think the Jets just need to add one or two wide receivers, whether it's through a trade, whether it's through a free agency, whether it's through the draft. I think the draft, they need to grab at least one, um, mm-hmm. even if it's late, late round, just dra- grab one. Uh, but they definitely need to add. To help Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, I, I was on board with Keelan Cole. I really liked him coming in. He had one of the highest contested catch rates. Uh, along with Corey Davis in the league two years ago. I think he's someone that is more of a glue guy. Like a guy that can bond a locker room together. I was watching some of the One Jets Drive got, uh, videos. And you're watching him interact with the whole wide receiver room. And he's just, he's a fun guy to have around. When you see him like, hey, helicopter, shut up. Unless you're the owner then never mind. <laughs> like that's like that's fun. I, I enjoy that type of of personality and I wouldn't be opposed to Keelan Cole coming back. Um I think we gave him 1 year 5 million if I'm not mistaken. Um it'll be interesting to see what what winds up happening there cuz I do think there's probably a situation where Co- uh Crowder maybe does not get signed initially. Because we're trying to go for Barrios, and maybe Barrios asked for the moon, and Crowder's good with taking another $5 million deal or something like that. Maybe you, you go somewhere along those routes. Um, but interesting stuff. Greenbean, your thoughts on the wide receiver position, possibly going at number 10. Uh, and what do you think about Mumtaz and everything he's got going on right here?
2: Uh well as long as we don't trade I'm sorry Ali uh, I I disagree as long as we don't trade a, a a premium pick for a guy who played 5 games last year while uninjured uh mental health is a is a sticky one man and you never know what the deal is it's too high of an asset if Calvin Ridley if we can get him for a conditional kind of a thing and work with him great but I don't know if he if he fits Amari Cooper freaks me out a little bit too uh, the money and everything. I'd rather just sign Godwin or Robinson and call it a day. Um, but I agree with the other thing Ali said. He said, it's like, it's the same thing over and over, right? Like here we are again. Uh, I'd like to fucking finally get a, go- a group of guys that are here for more than a year, man, or two years. Like that's what it is for us. We have two years of these guys, you know, Curse is here for two years. Then he's gone. And this guy's. I want to have a stable of guys uh, that can stick together for zach wilson so they're they're telepathic that's what we see we see guys that are great they have their receivers that they develop with and they don't even have to talk they can see each other 40 yards away they know exactly what each other are thinking that's what i want for zach wilson and i think we got to stop we we have to stop making it hard for this young kid man if he's going to succeed what getting some wide receivers that are going to be here for a minute and can help him is going to be is going to go a long way to get that done
0: Wide receiver is going to be the big, big topic of conversation, along with tight end. The weapons, this entire offense.
4: An edge. An edge. I want to An mention back. something. For a cornerback, we do need cornerbacks. We do. Okay. And uh, there's two that set out. I, I called you out in
0: one of my videos. I don't know if you saw it. I should have tagged you in it. But I, you, I was like, I know Ali wants a cornerback
4: at the top of the draft. And I was just like <laughs> a little hot and bothered about it. Yeah, I mean, I will lo- <laughs> – it just depends for me. I, I feel like the stars come out who are drafted early in the rounds. You know, there's developed cornerbacks and safeties that go early in making the league. So I was like, the Jets need that. That's really, especially if Marcus May walks for the safety position. We don't know. We like that could be a position that could help this team a lot. Um, but at the senior, at the senior bowl today, is that your dog? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the senior bowl today, um, there's two cornerbacks to impress me, too. Uh, Joshua Williams. Uh, his length and his catching ability was insane today. I feel like he is um like his, his hands were always up. Um he was always turning his head around uh, when the ball is coming, which is really good for the NFL because he called that they call PI every two seconds. Um, so he, he was, he was with his receivers that entire time. And then cornerback Kobe Bryant, um, he has excellent footwork, excellent footwork. And he was with his assignment the entire time through, he was literally clamping them. Um, and obviously some of the receivers were making the catches, but he made it hard for him. Uh, like it was, these two cornerbacks had a, a pretty solid day. Um, and you know, those two cornerbacks, I want, I want to see if they progress from tomorrow, um, and Thursday and then Saturday and see how it is. I might have a completely different opinion on green beans podcast on Thursday. If they suck, but like as of now, as of now, they look solid.
0: I love that. That's exciting. we're going to have Ali on Green Beans' channel on Thursday, and then Ali's coming back on Tuesday to talk about all his recon that he did down in Mobile for us. We're all sort awesome. of excited. Um, and you never know. It's hard to make a judgment after what? One, we've had one practice, I think, or is it two practices mm-hmm. now? So one practice. Ugh. With not full pads. Not full pads. Yeah, see, guys look better. Guys look different when they're in pads. Who knows? Maybe – Maybe Rucker looks better than McBride. Maybe Ollie changes his point of view on Thursday. Just don't know. Just don't know. All right, Green Bean. We're towards the end of our stream. Talk to me. All right. Who we got? Give me five
2: names. All right. Here we go. I'm going from the top. Uh, we got uh, Kobe Joseph. K O B I E. Kobe Joseph. Ooh,
0: like, is that like the beef? Is that Kobe beef like that?
2: Yeah. So it might be Kobe
0: maybe it's not i don't know okay. maybe that's
2: maybe that's what he does uh kelly mctavish Ooh. and uh kelly says four beauties on the panel last week so i'll take that that was nice dude. kelly mctavish
0: right like see that i'm yeah. not saying i'm fishing for compliments but kelly does it but right. they're
2: still nice they're still nice to get them see? uh right next we have oreo
0: oh i like it oreo's a good dude he's always commenting
2: Right. Uh, Justin Aarons, A R O N S, Aarons.
0: Justin Aarons. Got it. Okay. Uh,
2: and then Ed Vargas.
0: Ed Vargas. I love it. All right. Boys and girls, uh, Ali, I think you've been on with us while we did some odds and evens before, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. So we're going to count down five, four, three, two. One. Five, six. Alright, we're crossing off the evens. Oh no. There's some names on here that I I don't I don't necessarily hope for one or the other, but when I see a name that makes me chuckle, I <laughs> I look for it and uh, and unfortunately got caught yeah. up. Alright, ready. <laughs> Three, two, one. Odds. Alright. Gone. Gone. No! And there were three. We're down to Sergeant Mike, AC, and Milk's favorite cookie. Three, two, one. Well, okay. So that's 10, 12. Chat. Wow. Give me a number. Give me a number. We're at an even right now. Let's see what happens. If we get an odd, we got to do it again. <laughs> or no, if we got an even, we got to do it again. What did we just have? We had 12 total? Yeah, 12. Uh, plus a seven, it's a 19. All right, so odds get scratched off. Ah, milk's favorite cookie, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Gonna be, uh, AC, AC, you are today's t-shirt giveaway winner. Reach out to me on one of my social media platforms. I'll get you a Wall Street Wilson shirt. Let me just get your information. Make sure you hit me up. All right, boys and girls, we have reached the end of our panel. I wanna go around and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel?
2: Yeah, man, I'm glad I was able to make it. I'm sorry I was late. Uh, Sometimes you got to do the right thing out there. And this poor old lady, I still, my heart hurts. But uh, I'm glad that I was able to come and spend some time. I'm glad to see Ali. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, Thursday, thick of it, 8 p.m. on Thursday on Green Bean Jets fan YouTube. Ali will be with us uh, talking about all the stuff that he's learning in the Senior Bowl. We're going to be bothering him, man. I'm not going to stop the whole time he's on. Uh, we're excited for Ali and we get to have him on, uh, and the podcast is up right now. Go check it out. Green bean jets
4: fan.
0: Ali brother. Thank you so much for coming in from mobile, Alabama. Let us know thank what you. you got going on.
4: Thank you for having me. It was awesome. I'm a little tired, but I made it through the show. Um, but yeah, it's been long days, like 12 hour days that I have to do. Um, so, I mean, I'm grinding it out. It's fun. Uh, it's one of the, Once in a lifetime opportunity for me. Um, It just came out of nowhere. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm reporting on Twitter um, and then Instagram. Tomorrow is going to be a lot more stuff. Uh, There's a lot more things that I'm not allowed to say right now until we are there. Uh, So I will, you can just follow my social media at fans on Instagram and Twitter. Um, There's a couple of stuff that are going to be coming up tomorrow. So a couple of good content stuff. Um, I'll have videos and stuff tomorrow. I just forgot my tripod today, which is very sad. Um, so I couldn't use, I can make videos, but um, hopefully I don't forget it tomorrow. But yeah, that's it. And I'll have a lot of content for, throughout the week.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. I get so excited when I'm looking over at loyal NYJ fans. I'm seeing all the little video posts. I'm like, oh, Ali's having fun and I'm stuck yeah. in the airport. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, just fantastic. Just fantastic. Make sure you head over to loyal NYJ fans. Sub them up. Give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely worth it. It's where I get all my information on the need to know right now uh, social media apps. Ali, thank you so much for coming in. Green Bean, thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. My name is Ryan. This has been Jets Talk. Talking
3: Jets. Signing off. J-E-T-A.